And now, the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. Raw Dog. Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show, live today, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, phone lines will be open today, Fez Watley, you're already in a bit of a, a whirling dervish over there, huh? Yeah, and a little bit of a pitch, just a room spinning a little bit on me. Well, there's a rumor going on around you that... Um, Chris Stanley heard in the halls <laughs> where a employee here asked him, is it true that Fez is homeless? <laughs> Why would that come up? There's a rumor going around that Fez, you don't have a home since you're here at all hours of the night and on the weekends. Oh. They, they think you're living at the- <laughs> Who is spreading this rumor around Sirius XM? Why are you here on the weekends? I like working out. Of, I don't like staying in my apartment sometimes. An apartment that I have and the rent is paid up. Are you sure? Because I know I wasn't invited into your apartment. Oh, wow. I remember we were down. And this was quite some time ago. And, we're, you know, Fez and I met for lunch. And he walked it over and he says, this is my apartment. And we're standing in front of the building with our coats on. And I never get invited in. And then finally, like, I guess I'm just going to keep on going. Sounds like there's truth to these rumors. No, there's no truth to the rumor. There's a mess in my apartment that I'm embarrassed about. Even by yourself? Why yeah. is there a mess after years? I just, uh, I used to be a very neat freak, and now I just find myself... Homeless? Not homeless, just unable to clean it up. Well, what's in there? You're living by yourself. How messy could it be? It's pretty messy. There's laundry everywhere. There's you only dishes wear one everywhere. Shirt. <laughs> you got one shirt, and that hasn't paid off that bit. What the hell goes on? So, is this a lot of people saying it or one? I heard it from one person. That person said people talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> they brought up the shirt too. They asked, and they also that's that so the next to the time I thing. get told I'm paranoid. I have every reason to be. Yes, people are talking about me in the hallways. Well, why rather than they? treating us as people, why don't you try to find out who it is? I asked. He won't tell me. But he's standing right there. <laughs> I just asked him. He wouldn't say anything. You try to call me a narc? You're like the worst kind of cop I would ever hear of. Well, there's nothing I could do. I screamed it out once, and they didn't <laughs> solve the crime for me. Who's saying it, Chris? you got to be like McConaughey in True Detective. <laughs> See? He deflects. Why are you deflecting? <laughs> Why aren't you curious that your odd behavior now is people saying that I see this as uh, anti-gay? <laughs> I think you got one of those bully lawsuits. Um, stop hanging around so much. 
you, you're weirding people out. And they said like really slowly, like you know, like they, this has been talked about a lot. Like so, who said it to you? <laughs> I'm not gonna die, but I'm giving you the information. And let you know that there's something. You know, you Guy have the girl. stigma. It's a dude. Sway? But, but yeah. it's he, he was just relaying the information to me. They made it very clear that multiple people talk about it. So, so someone so, said it to the person that you said it to you. Yeah. Yeah, there's multiple people talking about it around Syria. What I hate the people here. What station do they work for? This station. All right, so that's Broadcom. easy enough to find. Most of the people <laughs> who work on this station are in this room right that now. That narrows it down a lot. Those are the only hints I can give. Is it a PD of this station? No. I'm sure he's heard about it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I think this goes Well, he's past away on station. a lovely vacation right now. So it wouldn't be him. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. But I'm sure he's, he's... So that takes another one out. He's definitely heard about it. I'm sure he's definitely participated in the conversation. Is it Michelle? No, not Michelle. Because she said something to me about it. Oh, okay. When? <laughs> well, she asked me if we wanted to do something on the air where we collect canned goods for you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> need canned goods. I We're said close. he doesn't know I mean, how to cook or open a can. <laughs> Not that I would turn them down or not eat them, but I don't want canned goods. He's the takeout queen of the West Village. <laughs> Who the hell brought taco seasoning? <laughs> Can't do anything with yes, this. Yes, you Take can. That. Put some seasoning on the tacos. Gives it a nice kick. Make it tasty, you know? I wouldn't want to be homeless, get a bunch of food, and go, what, no fucking seasoning? I'm not eating a plain taco like an animal. Guy was so heartbroken today that our... Uh, our USA girls lost to the Canadians in hockey, and I didn't even know that something could hurt me that I didn't pay attention to 48 hours ago. <laughs> go, how, I'm fucking sitting there going, how can this happen? This is another flying fucking tomato. We suck. God, when I was watching that last night, I was just so depressed and ejected. I already found out about it before through a spoiler, oh. a non-spoiler alert. I'm sorry, unlike you, yeah. I watch Will Bond. And by that point, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking turn that on tonight. Let's keep the winner of Kubrick going. I'm not going to ESPN for the next two weeks because they're going to just spoil everything for me. I'm all NBC. Why, why can't you just be like me and watch it while the show's on? <laughs> no. There's a fucking pirate just did very well for himself with his girlfriend. <laughs> a skating pirate. But as I know, I thought that this news would make you feel happy that the Broncos and John Elway said they would have no problem. Um, picking up the gay football player, Michael Sam. Yeah, John Elway, I don't exactly trust on this. What do you I, mean you don't trust him? I think he's saying what he believes he needs to say in order to get another dramatic storyline to his team. John Elway is a drama queen in his own right. Drafting Tebow, going all out to get Peyton, then the Tebow trade, are we going to keep him, aren't we? He likes drama. So, yes, I could see Michael Sam becoming a Denver Bronco. Well, why are you seeing that as a negative? Why wouldn't you see that as a positive? I just, Here's at least one guy who's willing to publicly say, we got no problem with a gay on our team. And we, our, our fans smoke a lot of weed. I just don't. I just wonder about Elway's motives. Why Elway likes about, a lot of FaceTime. What, why do you care about motives and not just see it as a positive? Of the person who's saying the, the politically correct thing to your point of view. I would be fucking happy with that. I don't trust him. 
What's not to be trusted? I think he's going to try to exploit if he takes Michael Sam. Well, first of all, we don't know that he's going to take Michael Sam on, on the Broncos. So he could just be saying this to build the guy's hopes up and add another Denver Bronker, Denver Broncos storyline. Well, here's the thing. The Broncos. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you want every team to say that. You know what I mean? From your point of view, you want every single team. I'm going to go so far with this gay football player. I almost see it as a non-story. I think if the guy can play, he can play. And any team would want him if they thought that they could win with him. Because these guys will take women beaters. They don't give a fuck. Drug addicts, they don't give a fuck. Dog killers, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about nothing but winning. And it's good to have these guys saying that, whether it's the Broncos or not. Um, here's uh, Phil in New Jersey. Phil. It's Bill with a big-ass car on our 2975. Oh, buddy. Sorry about that, Bill. I wanted to find you. you were, I, I couldn't find you there for a while. You were lost. You went to a different channel. I didn't know about it. Jesus Christ, we announced and announced and announced. And they say <laughs> oh, that they're still playing promos over there. The fucking Fezzy didn't tell me. All right. And he's fucked up, too, because Elway didn't draft Tebow. Elway got rid of Tebow. Elway wanted no parts of Tebow. That was the prior regime with that fucking numbnut they got from New England. Um, he is right about that. It was Josh. Elway wasn't with the Broncos when no. Tebow came in? It was like Josh something, wasn't it? Josh McDaniel. Well, that yeah. was the coach, but Elway yeah, has well, a say in GM. that. He was the GM, too. He had the whole... He, got he the had whole the whole control. fucking package in those days. That was him, that fucking Jesus. Well, even Elway's not the GM. I thought Elway was already this executive vice president of football relations or whatever this made-up title is. I think yourself get yourself off the the gay agenda, Fez. I think you went in the wrong direction here. I think anytime anyone says something positive, even if they don't mean it, moves along this kid's credibility. And by the way, I don't think he has a credibility problem at all. He's going to go to some team, and then it's up to him to see what he can do with it. Now, if you were him, would you want to come out before or after the draft? I, did, I would have done it the way he did it. I would have come out before. Why? Because then it's already out there. Yeah, that starts the distraction talk. That's the fucking problem with that. That's what possibly screws up your money and your draft spot. You, 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 you get, you become an NFL player. Wouldn't this have been great? He goes in the first round and fucking just announces it. He puts his hat on. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Congratulations, Broncos. You just got yourself a goddamn gay. <laughs> get your dicks hard. <laughs> I hope he wouldn't say that. Oh, that'd be awesome. I hope he, he never that. says that. Then I will be like, dude. Because that'd be like if a fucking player yelled, I hope your pussies are wet because <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> that'd be too much. They mix that with Goodell. Goodell would fucking love that. <laughs> He's the original bronker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this kid's insane to announce this. You get Guys, you went way inside. huh? Yeah, just thinking about people talking about me in the hallways. Oh, stop it. One guy did. Give us the initial, first initial. A. Adam. No. Aaron? I'm not going to say. <laughs> well, you just did. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anybody's name. There's nothing you can do about things people say, Fez. You could probably stop lounging around here in the same fucking shirt, but other than that, you can't say anything. I also got an email from someone in booking who was going through me because they said, I don't think Fez likes me right now. <laughs> So I'm going to go through you for this. Who was that? 
I can't say. First initial. <laughs> is it L? No, it is not. J? That takes half of them out. No. I'm just, I'm getting a lot of Fez news. People are just going through me now. <laughs> hey, the middleman. Well, that's because you're known as a guy with his own place. <laughs> hey, that guy's got an apartment. We trust him. Hey, Bill in Boston, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy, I just picked myself up a new stainless refrigerator. Can I drop that box by the studio for you? Don't. Don't need it. He's already got a can of Sterno, Sterno. And he's living under an overpass. Why don't you just start wearing a barrel around you? <laughs> that never happened outside of fucking comic strips. Should build out a nice lean <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'd rather walk around with my dick out than put a fucking barrel on him. And suspenders. Once you get a barrel and suspenders, come on, dude. You can find pants. There's no way to sit in a barrel. Uh, look, I've lost all my clothes. How much does a barrel cost? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm going to need some suspenders. Um, Mark, in Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fez, how can you say that you would have come out before the draft when it took you years and years to, to come out? I mean, we had to sit through that secret nonsense for... If I was in his years. situation, he said he when he went to the Senior Bowl that there was people there that he hadn't told that knew he was gay. A lot of people knew, brought it up to him, and thought, all right, I'm going to get outed if I don't go ahead and get a situ get a handle on this situation myself. Fez dropping some truth bombs, laying the facts out there, putting them on the table, liking what I'm hearing. Let's hear what his dad said, too, about him, uh -huh. Michael Sam. He says this isn't done yet. Yeah. He says he's not sure exactly if he's gay. He's confused. Now, what does Dad say? It was basically... Oh, it, was, really? it was sort of like that. He said, like, hey, I, I, I accept him, but I, I'm kind of struggling. Like, he, he was at a Denny's eating, and he couldn't eat anymore. So he went to an Applebee's, and they started to get some drinks going. Like, <laughs> well, I think his you son just, came out to him via text, which is Yeah, he just said, Dad, you, I'm gay. You're just sitting around all these microphones and going like this. Um, um, yeah, I don't know whether it's something I did. Um, you know, I was at the Denny's and then finally stepped up, went to an Applebee's. And I'm starting to feel better about myself. I'm pretty sure I let him play with a doll and I fucked up then. And uh, as far as I know, um, I think I got an uncle that's gay. So maybe he, maybe it's his fault. Oh, and who's the homeless guy that's always at the station? <laughs> I think that he, he had me in. <laughs> he had ginger ale and crackers. And was watching the Yankees game. <laughs> Can I ask this? Is the reason that you're spending so much time at the station because you don't want to hear the smoke detector? <laughs> the chirping's really got to me. Still going? No, I had a situation over the weekend. Where I took care of the... Why don't you tell us these things? Because it was update. a little embarrassing because I find... Embarrassing belongs on the air, Fez. <laughs> there was a... I couldn't get a big ladder to reach the smoke detector. So I moved the dresser over to reach it. And I really, really should have taken my phone with me because... I have a fear of heights and real and got stuck on the dresser for quite some time before I could get back down. And you're worried that people talk about you. Maybe that's why I didn't want to bring it up. He's just sitting on a dresser for hours. Well, those things have got to be four feet high. If I had gotten to a sitting position, I would have been all right.
Stand by for more of the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy, it's Channel 99. You're listening to the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy, it's Channel 99. I'm always happy when someone shows up with tasty cakes. Oh, thank you. That wasn't me. I have to say that was my publicist, Meredith. Thank you. And I don't mean Meredith to brag about my Des Moines date. You know what I mean? Don't think I'm bragging. So nice to meet you guys. It's good to I'm meet you. I'm such a big fan. I was so excited that you guys were going to come over to the dark side of comedy. We are. We are. Tammy, I'm glad that you're here because you always do advice stuff. Uh, yeah, I do kind of. You know, whether people like to hear it or not. Like, right. if they don't want to hear the truth, then I'm probably not the person. But I'm, the, you know, the cleaner. You know that uh, uh, that that show that they have out now with Liev Schreiber, Liev Schreiber, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. He's like a cleaner guy. And right. He, Ray, Donovan. Ray Donovan. That's who I am. I'm the 3 a.m. friend like you call me at 3 o'clock. This is so great. I clean it up. This is so great because we need a cleaner. Uh -oh. Now, Fez is socially, what did you say, inept? Is right I, I think inept is the right be, word. Yeah, you, they used to say awkward or retarded, yeah. but now well, people get nervous over some words. synesthesia and maybe autism, we found out. Okay. Now, there's a problem that he had. Somebody in the building told our producer, hey, is Fez homeless because he wears the same shirt all the time and he's in the studio late at night? So Fez got very angry today. And you wanted to go squeal to the vice president to get the guy fired, right? But wait yeah. a second. Let's talk about this. First of all, I know I, you know that I'm a fan. So mm -hmm. contract negotiations still April 6th? <laughs> Let's oh, not complain until April 7th. Oh, that, that, that's my advice to you. April 7th, you go squeal on whoever you want. Meanwhile, you trip them in the hallway. You you spit in their coffee. You do whatever you need I to do, do for you. You do what you need to do quietly. Don't cause any commotion till April 7th. Yes, that's the thing. Is that Interesting. You, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. That's the thing. There is enough. Plus, people love you. People love you. You oh, know I that. Oh, I can tell. This is the third time the hallway crap has started Don't about me. Don't worry about the hallway, because the hallway is, is it's a small microcosm of the world. Do you understand oh, that? Exactly you have to true. have a bigger picture. Don't get focused on, on things you can't control. Because you know what I saw? I saw when Mother Teresa was sick on social media, uh -huh. like she was dying, and they were like, people were like, F her, right. screw her. She should have died a long time ago. They like that. People like, are no awful. No matter what you do, you could give out dollar bills and people be upset you didn't get four quarters. Well, what we learned from social media is just how awful most people are. They're just terrible and saying awful things all the time. On the computer. In person, they're nice people. The problem is, is well, you nobody know what they're thinking. say it to your face. You know what they're thinking now. So when people are saying stuff like, oh, nice to meet you, you know that they're really thinking, oh, I'm jealous of her. Why don't I have what she has today? You think? Yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I don't. Here's the best thing I could tell you is I wouldn't worry about what anybody. Do you know who you are? You're very brave. I'm getting there. You, know, you stood, listen, you stand every day. You tell people about your sexuality. You stand strong and all that stuff. Who cares if someone thinks you wear the same shirt? Maybe you got 27 of those shirts. No one knows. Right? And you pulled the button off of would, every one of them. That's right. <laughs> Maybe that, I would, if that person's got it, yeah, he is missing a button. That's okay. That's okay, darling. That's why they have safety pins. Did you not see, did you not see Pretty Woman? That woman had a that's marker right. and filled in her boots. Who cares? You are right. You're like Pretty Woman right now where you 
you really need Richard Gere to walk down and buy you a then bunch of stuff. Who cares? You're on radio. I just haven't had sex with anyone. That's the only difference between me and Pretty Woman. What do we care? I, I was on radio for a long what? time. You know what I mean? Like I did. Yeah. A, I, you guys at least get along. What do you got to look good for radio? Yeah. What's the difference? What you, is anybody's you business? Wear, you can wear your pajamas to radio. Now, when you did, you get along with the people that you work with? Uh, at first, I did. Here's what yeah. happened. Well, I had a very weird story as a stand-up. Right? I did mm -hmm. my very first night of stand-up was sponsored by a radio station, and they hired me to go in and do the morning show. And that guy liked me because I was just a sidekick. But then he left, and I got the show with someone else, someone who had worked their way up through the ranks, right. went to broadcasting school, overnights, weekends, and then morning show. And then he didn't like me. And then when you got to get up at 3.30 in the morning in snow to go hang out with someone you don't like, you'd rather punch yourself in the throat. Right. So you're yeah. glad to get out of it. Yeah, I was happy, happy. Then I just went on the road for real. Plus, plus that was even before social media, but people call up and say, you pronounced it wrong. You should die. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. really? This is really? You should know some of the stuff I do for real if you think me pronouncing Westchester wrong. But <laughs> is, don't you think that's the greatest thing about doing this, that you finally say no one could hurt me no matter what they say after a while? Listen. I grew up, I always joke about it, but I grew up in a family that they were relentless because they knew the truth about you. So mm. they knew what would get you. So for you, a stranger, to think you can come at me because I have a big nose or I got a little chubby or something, what, what are you going to do to me? You don't know. Come at me when you know about what happened to me in the fourth grade. Right. <laughs> you know? or like when you know about that kind I don't of stuff. That's not the really. I'm just making stuff up. Do you feel knows? better already? I feel better with Tammy being here. Why yes. can Tammy make you feel better? We gave the same advice come almost. On. You know, just trying to be cool, and you wouldn't listen to us. Ah, uh, because there's more enjoyment about it in here. Yeah, that, you know that I'm being talked about in the hallway. Well, but first of all, don't again, you know the rule? Again and again. Do they know Third who you time. are? They're talking about you. First of all, they're talking about you. They also know that it gets to you. Okay, that's right. the other thing. They know that it gets to you. You would think that if they knew that, they would come and say it to me. But Please, no. they don't have the balls to say it to your face. I'm, I'm a, a daughter of a professional football player, so I grew up in a very tough way. Like if I, you know, I, I had my first heartbreak and my father made me run laps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a true story. Like you know, so he's like, oh, you just you know, shake it off. It's you know. How old were you? Oh, I was fifteen. Right, yeah, that's the worst 15. heartbreak. I don't care oh, what anyone it says. It was horrible, yeah. horrible. Like I, I was supposed to go to a dance with a guy, and I, I was a cheerleader. And I, during the, we were supposed to go to the dance on a Saturday night, and I'm cheering during the game, and I look down in the in the end zone, and he's making out with another girl mm. in the in the end zone of the football game, and I was devastated. And of course, I didn't go to the dance with him. So was so that I your was first heartbreak? Your first real, you know? Oh, I see how crushing. These relationships, things can be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, I didn't really let. I, I often, I didn't let people get close enough to crush me. Yeah. Too much. Plus, I'm crazy, so mm -hmm. I don't think I can let things go very. I, I get where you are, Fez. I get that things get in your head. Do they let you let it sit there, right? Oh yeah, it's it's and it's been simmering since noon today. Well, happiness is a choice. Want to write it down? Get a pen. But and but right, so is being anxious and pissed off, and like I think that he's very happy to have something that has him upset. It's a comfortable place for him to go. Maybe you're really an Italian mother inside. Right. <laughs> you need to have the drama. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe your name is is Conchetta or something. Yeah, because something. you haven't heard from when it's nine o'clock, so you scream out the kids are dead. Yeah, something's got it. You, you, <laughs> the kids are dead. That's what it feels like. 
catastrophia. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a thing with you, Fez, that you like to be upset? No, I don't like. Trust me, I would not have preferred to come in here today and find out about this in the first break who of the show. Who told you? First of all, who told you? Chris Stanley Chris over there. Chris Stanley told me live on the well, air. Look at him. He knew it was going to get to you. <laughs> look at this chooch over there. He, he knew is. You're that a telling chooch. you would ruin the day. Yeah. You, that's your fault. Really, come in here right he, now. He come, needs to get in stuff behind the glass. Get in here right now. If you got the balls. now. Come on, don't be sick. Look, he said some stuff from behind the glass, like a big monkey back there, and you know want to come in here and say it i don't care i don't care if i i, I love you guys already if he doesn't book me back this one you have to give no. me a direct phone you're, number you're gonna, we go right to mary if we be go here. around Look him at you. how what do you now let me ask you this yes. this is here now do you mind if i i yes. know that we're just new friends but no, i'll take care of this i'm very comfortable okay so now you had some information mm -hmm. this is not your first day on the job right no it is not okay this was yeah. not you weren't just you, do you, I, I don't even know this man, but I know this man. Mm -hmm. Did you know that it was going to upset him by the information? I knew it would upset him, but I, also it's quite funny if someone thinks you're homeless at the office. I mean, it, it's 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 the simple fact. Well, it's funny to you. And <laughs> I told you about everything that I went through last week with people talking about me in the hallways over yeah. a completely right. different thing. Okay, yeah. but hold on, Fez, because yeah. I, really, I promise Take you, ten. I got it. Okay, so listen, because if it doesn't work, I know people, right. so we'll, we'll make this. Okay. So, okay, wait, Chris, but so. What did you think that you were going to get? I mean, what what kind of reaction did you think you were going to get? Did you think about it at all? I thought Fez would be grateful for letting me. Are Fez, you insane? I thought Fez what would be grateful. Are you a liar? I thought Fez would be grateful because he feels he's paranoid. People call him paranoid about people talking behind well, his back. Well, he's right. He's not paranoid. He's absolutely spot on correct. I'd call it astute, not paranoia. They apparently are. Tell the truth and maybe you'll get some tasty cakes. I really like tasty cakes. I know you do. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, yeah. well, you, well, it's not paranoid. Obviously, he's correct. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what your definition of paranoid is, but it's not that exactly what you think is happening is happening. I know Fez can overreact to things. So that's why you would tell him something. Uh, no, it's, that, it's, that people it's think twofold. he's homeless. It's twofold. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that's exactly why you would drop that information. He like, needs to know, doesn't he? No, he does not need to know. Well, some... I know this. Because, Tammy, before the show even started, I walked into the studio and he clammed up immediately. <laughs> I should have known something was going on then. You did know something. Because he did stop and you, I saw your face drop. And then what did you think was going to happen? I didn't, I had no idea. I figured something bad was coming, but I didn't know it was going to be that you know or what? on they, the air. They do oh, this because it gets to you. Yes. That, I'm going to tell you the truth. That's the rule of the whole thing. And I'm going to get to all of them tomorrow, the show. No, tomorrow, you to. tomorrow. Now, I don't think that you, but you knew that you were going to get it. I don't think that you started it, but you knew that this not. was going to be a fun thing to perpetuate. I did not start a rumor that Fez is homeless. No, I was told no, a rumor. but you would help him get the marker and the cardboard to make the sign. <laughs> so that's what you need to do tomorrow. You need to get the marker and the cardboard. And you need to come on with the, your own sign. You have to hit this head on. You these look. Who's talking about you? Why? A mutt. Because, Seriously, a mutt. Yeah. So what's the point? One of the mutts from Raw Dog. Fine, please. I, listen, this is comedy, right? Yeah. Don't you understand? I had a sister-in-law that took everything from my brother. This was about eight years ago. It was my very first Tonight Show. I wrote a joke that humiliated her in public. They can say anything they want about you in the hallway. Were they sitting it to twenty people? You got a microphone that reaches. <laughs> 
millions of people. Just say what you want to say. Why do you don't give them any space in your head? Yeah. No, that, that's why I planned on eliminating their space altogether. Nah, you, you can't don't fire them. You don't want to be that guy. Don't fire them for that. You're not that guy. Just wait. April 7th. I'm telling you. Then do it. Yeah. I'm telling you. First no, of all. you don't do it at all. Well, you don't just... do it at all. But I, by April 7th, you'll have forgotten. Yeah. But I'm telling you the truth. You don't want to do all. There's no point. What is That's a fight that you, you can't stop. Because then what are you going to fire everybody? Because someone's going to say something about you all the time. You know that. Not just you. Everybody. When I leave, there are people right now on the radio going, shut that bitch up. Well, you know what? If you're thinking that. Screw you. I hope you crash your car. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind that happening to the guy I, I love no. the street sense that you're getting, Fez, because you didn't grow up with any street no sense. No one has oh, no. it. No one has common Southern sense suburbs. anymore. I should really, I'm like a Judge Judy, but for like, the yeah. people, like you just, what, what do you, who cares? Who's the person that said it? Go get him. Chris, come on. You you started this. Go get the person who said it. Go get oh, him. Does he even work now, or is it just his I know time of day? I think it's night. He's more of a nighttime call guy. Him. Yeah. Call him up. But we got a phone. I don't have his phone We have number. that technology. We can use it. We have the technology. Call him up. What Email. are you worried about, Chris, that you're going to be seen as what, a rat? A, a rat, yeah. Well, you are. Just so you know. You were. You are. I was giving Fez information No, no, no. Needed. There was no need No, you for gave that. the information to me. <laughs> Hoping that would come out on the air later. Yeah, the, 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 there was no need for that. You were looking for content. You're a button pusher. That's all. You're That's a button all. pusher. You were looking for no. content. What button am I pushing? Fez's button. Look, he's rubbing his fingers. He's all, like, even though we went on talking about it, you're still truly upset. Yeah. Are you really? I'm, yeah, yeah. Really? I can feel my teeth clenching. Really? Well, they're not your teeth. That's the but beauty of it. What I need to know is Pay this. for them. At what, how much does this, this is where it should hurt you. Is this a person that's in your circle that matters not what no. you think of him? Doesn't I'm not matter that he doesn't anything matter to me to or this company, being, really. But I'm just I'm not trying to put worth on the person, but I mean, does he have a worth to you? Okay? Not you know, not assigning a worth to him. No, but now he got my attention. Okay, so maybe that's he what didn't maybe he likes today. you. So walk right up to him tomorrow and kiss him. How about That's that? That's not going to go over big. <laughs> yeah, because... Well, the next the person... Yeah. Hear me clearly. The next person who says something about Fez, we are now hearing... Here, here we go. We're saying it right now. Fair warning. You're going to get kissed. Right on the mouth. And that's, that's it. Don't this is like a sign-off. Yeah, wherever drop you want. Drop it down. Yep, drop it down. Drop it low. Take it, baby. Them. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. This is what... See, her attitude is what you need, too, Fez. You want to call me? If you don't want to help you out. She just came in and owned the room. She owned the room, well, grabbed the mic, and owned the room. That's I feel beautiful. bad. I feel you hurting, and I don't want you to hurt. You know what I mean? That's what is the point? That's my the antithesis of my job is to make people She's feel better and laugh. You know? Look at you. You're a fun hater, Chris. Look at you. <laughs> well, I love you fun. Should I love nice things. You know what? I'm face. starting to see you, you in a whole new light. I'm not ashamed of myself. No. You should look at yourself and make a face at yourself. <laughs> no. You should look in the mirror and stick your tongue out. I feel great. Maybe what's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong. I I didn't, I didn't Maybe know I'm having this attitude because I'm sitting in the Jim Norton chair. I don't know. You should go home and choke yourself to death and then pass out and breathe and do it again. 
<laughs> it actually would be an idea for you right now. And I'm glad that a light has shined on who you truly are well, here today. Uh, I, I'm a good person. I'm, I, sure I, that I'm you letting, are. getting information out there. I'm sure that you're a good person, but you know, Thank you, you. You, you have to think about what you do. Is there anything that you know that you'd like to share with Chris that people have said about him? How about that, Fez? Let's handle it in the middle. Is there anything that you know that you've perhaps not told Chris because you were afraid it would hurt fair. his fa- right. feelings? Do you have anything that you'd like to share? I think I've shared. I think I was nice enough to go to Chris and let him know he's being watched. He's being under uh, reviewed in this building. Do you have tinfoil to put around your ears so no one can hear you, Chris? Because if you're being watched, perhaps it's aliens. Did that actually happen? Was he the one who went to you? No, it was you. <laughs> it was Ron. <laughs> I didn't like to point that out. You live in a fucking dream world. Well, that's well, okay. Now that made him sad. And if people were talking shit about me, I wouldn't yeah. care. I was like, let them talk shit you about me. You care about this. But that's not talking but shit. I don't think so. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't let it get to you. I mean, you have to brush that off. First of all, do they know who you are? What are you going to do when they what, stop talking about you? What is the center of the whole thing? What does it mean bigger than just this one thing? Um, I think it's that. He's always felt ostracized and never fully accepted for who he is. Is that it? There's a lot of that. There's a lot of things that are really, that I'm, that are fucked up about me, that I don't need fake ones put on top of it. Well, what are the real things that this, that this hits? What really bothers you? The anxiety. What does yeah. Fez Depression. Feel? What does Fez feel? Well, we, we, listen, first of all, if people don't feel depressed right now in all this this horrible weather. I mean, there's so much snow. It won't stop. You're afraid to be a midget. Like, I don't even understand how people walk around. It's too much snow. It's it's, it's got to be so, it's so yeah, This is my anxiety right now, too. And I don't know if anyone else, but when this snow melts, they're going to find that body. And oh. then they're going to wonder, you know, how did that Always. end up there? Shit. Yeah, well, every Should day. you be saying this on the air? Huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's but... in the snowbank, but that's okay. You oh, can you know what? I'm going to say this uh, can... radio joke. Yeah. I'm going to do a radio right. joke. Oh, yeah. But okay. I'm good. The snow. Yeah. You know what? We're deflecting. Something's actually bothering you. Something beyond what you're saying is bothering you. No, it's a, it's a buildup from last week, which I've tried to get past, and I now apologize. this just put me right back where that but, was. To some degree, without really rehashing it, fill me in on that backstory, because I... I missed that part. I apologize. For the third time that since I've since the show has come to this building, people aren't saying things to me. They're going around to other people to say see, things behind she, my back. See, you're being generalized. Can this specific thing be said yeah, on the tell, air yeah. right now? No. Uh, no. Uh, from last week? Yeah. No. Can you say it in pig Latin? I will. <laughs> um, I was going to write Ink it down fay. for her. I was, okay, that's fine, but I was asked not to talk about it. Oh, okay. oh, well, then I'll tell her during the commercial. Yeah, that's okay. Because you were going to say, when you hear it, well, yeah, of course, you had to jump at that. Because yeah. you yourself would say, yes, I'll jump at that Listen, right I'm now. A, I'm a reactionary, yeah. trust me. I don't, I'm never one that really starts, but I often have a hard time with my reactions. To right. Things. But see, here's the thing. I didn't give a shit who was mad. You know what I mean? To me... Uh, this came up. I said, yes, I don't care what the consequences are. And when the consequences are on around, I'm like, you're nuts. But Fez took it really personal that Aww. people got mad. Well, that's what makes you, you, can you understand that that's what makes you unique? That's what makes you. He doesn't want able to be to, unique. That, well, but that's how you're able to, people can connect to you. I walked right in and I felt like I was your friend only from listening. I'd never met you before. Yeah. So you're, you're all heart. But sometimes, those people take advantage of that. Sure they will. So you have to figure out how to emotionally...
punch them in the dick and like literally just be done with it. If you have to visualize it, whatever you have to do, you could do this. Come on. You, you could do this. There's no point in that. And I know guys who will knock people out for a sandwich. So if that's something that you're looking right. for, that's, you know, look at Chris. Here's the problem. We won't give up. We My won't sandwiches. get the sandwich to get it. That's the problem with us. We'll go, no, we'd rather have the sandwich. See, Fez, all this talk, you can do, but something, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes back to food. Yeah. At some <laughs> point, Italian, right? I think that you don't mind feeling this way. You don't mind feeling upset. Yeah. Don't victimize yourself. They didn't do anything but talk. It, words have no power yeah. unless you give them to them. Right? Well, I think the uniqueness is a problem that I have because if I wanted to feel unique, I would say, yes, I'm the only homeless radio host here in the building. Oh, right. stop it. No one knows. You. Every, no one believes you're homeless. So that you can set aside. There's not a soul around here that believes you're homeless. Oh, see, I think they really do. No, I think whoever started it. Well, then they're delusional. How about that? Does that make so are they going to get upset because I said they're delusional? People are delusional. People don't want to hear that they're delusional, but lots of people are delusional. There are things that are going to happen. You can't, you can't focus on that. You have to shake it off. You have to. You have to. This is like a frat. You have to understand you got to. that you, that you got, pr- sometimes you get pranked, sometimes you pull the prank. It just is what it is. You, you got to shake it off, right? Yeah, of course. You have to focus on You're Michael on Sam now. Stuff. You got to stand up. You're Jackie Robinson. Yeah. You, 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 you're going to allow them to it take your It does feel joy. anti-gay when they start, uh, when the hallways start talking like this. What do they say? Well, it's, you know, it's focusing on anything that might be peculiar about me. I don't me. think that it's anti-gay. And that they starts with the gayness. They can get to you. The thing I is. I think that they can, I think they think they can get to you. That would make total sense, what you're saying, Fez, if we didn't have an entire gay radio station six feet away who just has a ball here. Right. And did you they see the, ne- boys, never the, the boy that helped it. me with the, the, uh, the headphones? Did you see the lips on that kid? Yeah. Oh, my God. They were oh, beautiful. Yeah. 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 Those are, those are beautiful you lips. You know what, so Shelby, just anything. run in for one second because I have, come on, come on in here for come one on, second. Look how pretty those lips yeah, are. Yeah, he is. He's kid. gorgeous. God, yeah. He's gorgeous. He's, yeah. um. <laughs> Look at you. You're having if I, if, seriously, if I ever go to jail, I'm going to say Shelby did it with me, just so that I could have somebody to be with. Listen, but, honey, if I ever go to jail, it'll be for nothing less than murder. Tax evasion, I'm killing seven people on the way out. You take them all on the way out? <laughs> right, that's, that's how it goes. Now, Look at those lips. Look would, beautiful. But, but would you want those lips yourself? I don't think I would know what to do with them. I think they come with a lot of pressure. They do. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> but here's beautiful. the other thing. Not even... You're the only person in this room that could maybe combat Tammy on eyes, too. So he's got the really pretty girl eyes and the really pretty girl lips. Yeah, he's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, he knows he's beautiful. Look at him. Let's, you know, just before we go any further, because we did it. so embarrassed. This happens all the time when people come in, guys or or girls will just say, he's he's gorgeous. And you haven't been on a date in how long, Shelby? Uh, it's a while. No, he's a baby. Yeah. He can't so date people the same right? age. He's not even, are you, what are you here from a high school project? Yeah. <laughs> How old are you, Shelby? You're 23? You yeah. Your senior internship? He's 23. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, you get carded for cigarettes, don't you? I get and carded everything. for soda. Right. Yeah. Aw. Can I just give you a thing that might well, help? Yeah. That was a Bloomberg thing. Um, <laughs> now you'll be okay. Have you ever thought of coming to work in a halter top? Because that could be <laughs> the thing that finally puts you over the top. That could, you know? that could work. Let's just, just take a look there. at the belly button. While we're doing oh, yeah. this, let's just get a quick look at the belly button. Boy shorts. Now, you want to guess Listen, in or out? too much. I'm pretending. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing Audi. Audi? No, no, you don't have to. Any. It's, it's an any. 
I'm going to say any with just a it's little, a little hump. but a little, a little tiny bit of limp. Lint, just a little bit of lint. Not making it look like it. It's getting a little creepy. Keep it clean. Let's get in there. A pedophile gnome. Probably stinks. I've heard that so many times in my life. He's a pedophile gnome. Please. It's okay, honey. You don't have to be on display anymore. Now I have to protect this kid. Here's my. We deflected. We did. We deflected. Thank you. You were strong. You took it. Thank you. Thank you. And you're beautiful. Usually a lot more vulgar. Here's Mark in Tallahassee. The genius Ron Bennington has amazing talent of Tammy Pescatelli in the studio and he's wasting it on the same old Fez bullshit. Fez, reach down, grab your nuts, fucking get over it. We're tired of hearing about your bullshit. I didn't bring it up today. Yeah, it's, it's really, you. I have to say. I didn't start it in the hallway. I, I have nothing to do with this. You're very kind to say something nice about me, but I, I care about him, you know? What are you going to do? If you were having a hard time down in Tallahassee, I would I would try to help you out for the few seconds I saw you, if we had an interaction, right? Absolutely. Right? Right. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Like I if you broke up it. with your sister and you weren't. <laughs> no, I didn't tell Hassie. That's if, that's if you ran out of oil for your car, right? That's right. a big NASCAR area. That's fun down well, there. Well, Tallahassee, where's that? In the Panhandle? Yeah, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's right at the beginning of the Panhandle. Yeah, it's a oh, different part of Oh, Florida. Jacksonville is where you had a little Jacksonville, trouble. Jacksonville, I had the, the prostitute that threw the glass at me. Yeah. She really was a convicted prostitute, so I can say it. Did, uh, did she ever get. And any trouble for that? Or? You know, eventually they did. I mean, I wasn't looking. To, they were like, you want to sue her? What am I going to sue right. her for? What? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not looking for that. It's just you don't. She threw a glass at my head and hit me in the head with the glass in front of 200 people. And they were like, it was the the hard part was it was the week of Daniel Tosh's uh, having to apologize for a rape joke. Right. And a week after, two weeks after Trayvon Martin. And when, when all these people wanted her arrested, not even me, like patrons wanted her arrested, the cops said, oh, well, we weren't there, so we didn't see it so we can't arrest her and i'm like you gotta be you gotta be kidding stand your ground so if i wear a short skirt and a hoodie uh will i get raped and shot tomorrow on stage because <laughs> maybe I, i've been married for a long time it sounds like it might be a party I, at least at least is it cheating really if it's rape i'm not sure so it's unbelievable though <laughs> I know, that's horrible i'm sorry women's group stop typing now i, I don't know uh, and i would uh, by the way i think that you would be it, it's not cheating if it's rape. That's yeah, just my I, own personal I, thing. My own personal thing, I might be going out on a limb here. It's not. Well, that's why I moved from Cleveland. I'm originally from Cleveland, and I, w I was single in Cleveland my whole life, you know. And when I went to L.A., Cleveland that year had the highest percentage of date rate, but the lowest amount of single men. So I said, well, <laughs> I I can't get a date, but I could get laid. So, <laughs> so maybe that would work. Poor Cleveland, everything that they've been going through. <gasps> it's, it's like... I, I don't know what the hell happened over there. They got, I love it. That's my home. Yeah. Like, you can't say anything about it. The Browns, that's my team. It's like picking on the slow kid in the neighborhood. Like, I right. I will fight for them. It, it is ridiculous. You don't even get mad at the Browns anymore. You get mad at yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I knew they sucked. I don't know why. And I'm going to coach next year, so at least maybe it'll turn around. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know the whole, I don't know what happened. They got gambling. They fought gambling for a long time because they said it would bring a bad element to Cleveland. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> you have never been to Cleveland. But it's my hometown, so I can't, Absolutely. You know. 
Absolutely. And that entire area right now, you know, uh, Youngstown, whatever, yeah. they've just been struggling for so long. Yeah, just that's all they so know. so long. It's a way of life. You know how, like, Boston, when the Red Sox won, the mm-hmm. people died of heart attacks like crazy when right. they finally won the World Series? I don't. I think Cleveland would actually just get sucked into the vortex if we ever had one successful, amazing thing happen. It doesn't. It would just. Fall, it would be a giant sinkhole. Would just open up, and Lake Erie would expand. <laughs> this is like one of the saddest things too, because most of the people I know from Cleveland don't live there anymore, but talk about Cleveland almost on a daily basis. I try to listen. I go. I actually left Los Angeles. I got uh, pregnant. I got married, and and. Uh, in the reverse order, but what does it matter anymore? Horse rule the world, apparently. Um, I watch MTV and see all those stupid shows. Um, but I, I, we left, we left Los Angeles and we moved back about an hour from where I grew up and it, just trying to have a normal life for my kid, you know? But, mm-hmm. I try to participate. It's just very hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Well, you got the two worst, like between basketball and football. It's a nightmare what those two organizations and done. Baseball. And then baseball. Only works when they play the movie. <laughs> yeah. When they play Major League, then they get inspired for a little bit. And then, it, you know, when Charlie Sheen is our premier player, you know, like people still think he plays for the Indians. I think there's a football movie coming out about Cleveland where they win it all again, too. Um, Kevin Costner's doing something, right? Stop. No, Kevin Costner is the one with down. the aliens in he's, the field called, and the crop circle? It's called Draft Day, and he's the Browns GM. Well, if they build it, if he builds it, they will come, I guess. I have no idea. Tammy Pescadelli is hanging out with us in studio, playing comics at Foxwoods in Connecticut. That's tomorrow through Sunday. And then also the Funny Bone in Des Moines, Iowa. That's uh, next week, the 19th through the 22nd. Yeah, yeah. If I can get to, if I can get to Foxwoods, I hope so. This yeah, it's gonna be yeah. ugly, man. Who Although knows? it's, is it hitting down south now? Yeah, it hit it down yeah. south this morning, yeah. and moving into the northeast tonight. Snow and ice. I don't even know. Where's Al Gore? I'd like to find him and punch him right in the dick. He is a uh, warming efforts. He's made like I think a hundred million dollars off the internet that he invented. Yeah, off all the stuff. <laughs> He's just killing that. He's giving up on us all. <laughs> Since he invented the internet, you mm-hmm. mean? Here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. I yeah. like old Tammy. She's cool, man. Uh, this ain't the Thank first you. time that uh, Fed has been accused of being homeless. Wasn't he? Uh, didn't the media or something think he was homeless at the uh, homeless shopping spree? Oh, I forgot back? about that. All We're right. going a. When um, they put you on CNN as a homeless person, I can understand CNN making the mistake, uh, not people just spreading vicious rumors in the hallway. Well, maybe they, you can't even, maybe they want it, maybe, you know what happened? Maybe the person was homophobic. And mm. wanted to say that you were a homo set, and then you someone walked up, they realized what they were going to say, right. and get fired, and they said, homeless. Homeless. Maybe well, they tried to correct themselves right. so they could keep their job for HR. Well, I haven't come, I mean, I haven't dated anyone since I've come out, so I am homo-less. How many See, people? there you go. All right. How Let, many? I'll make, somebody make a t-shirt. Right now, you can homo-less. print that up. That's your job there, Chris. <laughs> Tomorrow, I need a t-shirt a for I'll him. I'll that sign in the West Village. I'm homo-less. Where I live. That's wonderful. Do you really live there, or are you up in the office? No, I Should live in the West Village. Should we have a party? Let's let's we can we can gather. We can just get a flash mob right now outside your house. 
I would love to see it, Fez. We could do it. Now, Fez, you said you didn't date after you came out. Did you date before? No. Okay. Well, then a lot of trouble everything dating. is status quo. Yeah, a lot of trouble dating. <laughs> what about that drifter you brought a sandwich? All right. Why do you get... Look, see, see what he's look doing? At, see? He's what fucking he do. He's poking yeah. the lion. He's po- did you not see Life of Pi? No, I really, didn't. you won't get eaten on the boat, okay? <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. Where are you from, Chris? Astoria, Queens. Uh-huh. Mm. That's because you're not that far from home. No. No, it's right? great being from a story. It's the best. Yeah, I said, I said you're not that far from home. That's why you have. That's why you can poke because you have family behind you. You have the people you went to high school with that can give you a ride home from somewhere. You can call for jail money. That's right. the problem. No, Poor Fezzi's here. He's not from here originally. So no. who's he going to call? He doesn't have the support system than you do. So be a little bit kinder. Okay. Uh, how many people do you feel like if you got in trouble tonight outside this room? How many people in New York do you think you could give a call to? Outside of this room. Yeah. None. Bail money. Mm. That's a real friend. I'm telling you, that's a 3 a.m. friend. One. Bail money. No, everyone that I would call would be in this room. Wow. Including Tammy. I'll give you my number. Yeah. I won't be here, but I'll, no. I'll send it. I, can I don't wire. have much just, money to bail you out. He'll just, don't call Chris. He'll just tell you what <laughs> other people think about you being in prison. Let me tell you this. <laughs> no. When you went to jail, who did your chick call? Fez. That's right. What'd you yeah. go to jail for there, Sunshine? There's there's no reason to go into details. Soliciting? <laughs> Old warrants, all right? That's all I'm going to say. Old warrants. <laughs> I watch Law & Order SVU. I'm familiar. What was the case file? He, he molested a kid. <laughs> I didn't molest any children. Don't say that. Don't say that. Fezzy, doesn't that make you feel better? Look what we just said about him. That's way worse than homeless. And it will be that's believed. That's way worse than homeless. But see, look what he did well, when I said laughing, that. He's laughing because everybody yeah, knows yeah. that's ridiculous, right. I think. Yeah, just like yeah, it's ridiculous it that you're homeless. Yes. I haven't seen. Do you make movies? Have you adopted a lot of kids? No, do you I, have an Asian sixteen-year-old wife? I don't like children. Because then I'll, it depends on what level of that I believe the story. Yeah. What do you think of the mail-order wife thing? I just saw something on TV about that. How's that different than prostitution? I'm just happy someone is fucking them. Yeah, that's that's just kind of true. <laughs> it's ninety days is the new TV show where they ship the chicks over and then they follow the women and because these women have like ninety days before they ship. They have to marry Isn't the dude. Isn't it wonderful that these girls are getting everything they want? They're getting their green card. They're getting some fat husband yeah. that they've been knowing that they were going to play, and now they're getting to be on television and they'll get an agent. I have worked for twenty years to have a career and write material, right. and this little this little princess is going to come over here and get a, a deal with seven jeans. <laughs> Isn't that shocking, though, when you think of how much you put into your career, and then you see that they they give people money who buy fucking bus lockers and open it up to see what's inside? Uh, it's nuts what TV is. I enjoy stuff like that to yeah. some degree, but what what I hate is that like it, what happens is at the network level they forget that when they have real talent that they don't have to do that to them right. and you see people who are talented and you go why are they going to get their eyebrows waxed mm-hmm. like i had a reality show for a little bit that i created and like the producers just kept coming to me with ideas like oh you should go to a sex toy store with your <laughs> husband and run into your mother and your mother-in-law <laughs> oh yeah that's what i should do you dumb son of a bitch you should do that that's what you should do that why don't pitch me anything the Kardashians are right. doing. You know? And we know that's not reality TV now. It's not real. Of you course. Know what I mean? Otherwise, it's a documentary, dummies. That's yeah. like when people believe it to heart. Oh, I saw it on TV. It must be real. You know? Well, although some stuff is some stuff is real. Like you see those rumors about people, the alleged 
like the Bruce Jenner allegedly becoming a woman and yeah. stuff like that. That's got to be real because those Kardashians run those rag magazines. If that wasn't real, all the mother, all the, the, the Nazi dictator mother would have to say is, I'm not having my kids do one more interview with you. You know, the, the strange thing about that story with Bruce is the weirdest thing about the sex change is having your Adam's apple shaved. Like the fact that he's going in there and like someone painful. cut into his Adam's apple when you know that can fuck up your voice and everything else. Yeah. You're like, hey, that, that's worse than lopping your dick off in some if ways. If he wants to be happy, who am I to stand up? But I will tell you this. It's not so unique that he has breasts because big boobs run mm -hmm. in my family, which sucks <laughs> for my brothers. But still, it's, it's one of those things, you know. I mean, what are you going to so do? So you believe Bruce Jenner is on his way to becoming. I think, I think by default he must be. Allegedly, yeah. okay, to cover everybody's bases because I know that, that that woman is a master manipulator of the media. And no matter, even if she's getting a divorce from him, he's still the father of her kids, right? Right. So, by default, if she didn't want them to say something awful about him, all she would have to say is, none of my children that I whore out to you on a regular basis for interviews will speak to you again, and they would all shut it down. Wow. Think about it. The moment they were done with Lamar Odin, Every Odom, oh, everybody, yeah. everybody found out he was a crackhead. Listen, he was obviously a crackhead in Dallas, but no one told anybody. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah, he was disappearing from that team. Now, what, two Cuba, years ago, Cuban was pissing yeah. him all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but they covered it. They were good. What happened to the good old days when people would cover things when you could make mistakes? Right, and they would cover, would cover up for, for you. you. Well, look, even in sports, people like the reporters used to dr drive like Mickey Mantle home and put him to bed, and yeah. then not write about it the next day. Yeah, because the, the, there's something. That's what when I see like the Justin Bieber and stuff. Like, right. I mean, you know, look, there's no excuse. But the truth is, is that stuff we all did in the Absolutely. confines of of middle school. But mm -hmm. he was selling out arenas, and and when he was in middle school, so he didn't have time to do it. Now all these people. That's why they're all having nervous breakdowns because there's so much scrutiny. Yeah, there, there's got to be tremendous stress to by the time you get to that Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber type strain. That's and I, you're a kid. Yeah, well, that's what I love about my career and its mediocrity. Mm -hmm. You know, I get my bills paid when I have no scrutiny. That's right, wonderful. you can walk down the street. Yeah, it's no one cares if you're buying or something on. <laughs> Off the, she bought that off the rack. Well, where yeah, the who fuck? Cares? Where did I you mean, think I was going to get it? Yeah, how much are you going to spend for everything? You're lucky I didn't get it at a garage sale, you son of a bitch. I'll do it. I don't I, care. I saw a thing in the new, in uh, one of the magazines where they were showing that women wore the same clothes more than once. I'm oh. like, what are they supposed to do? Throw out their fucking clothes? Maybe they're homeless. Half fast, half. See how we sense. brought it Start back? Start about them. See, there you yeah. go. Did I come back see? to you again, Fez? We, oh, yeah, right now. But I'm trying hard. to make him laugh. See, that's the theme. We're doing it. I see it in your face. Are I you know you want to be happy. No, it just made me start thinking about this place again. Oh, let it go. I thought this is a good place. Do you want to leave? Because you, you can, you, you yeah. can, right? You, you can leave. Oh, that's... no, it won't be me leaving. Well, you're back to that guy again. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's not Here a regular guy. No, he's not a regular guy when you do. You got to be a regular guy, guy. Like, look, Chris has already forgot about the kid touching joke I gave him. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so there's but some, it does some kids seem real, more real. <laughs> Meanwhile, don't Meanwhile, say that part. Don't... You think he's forgotten? He's actually yeah. online applying for a gun permit at Walmart as we speak. Right. <laughs> if not on Reddit doing the old fucking jailbait thing that you would leave <laughs> that up here. That exception's closed. Okay. 
You know what, Fez? I want you to do something. Here's what I want you to do. What's that? I want you, this is your homework. That by the next time I come back, if you have me, if you're so kind to have me back, I want you to go home right now. I want you to buy, I'll buy it to you. Give me your email. I'll send it to you. I'll gift it to you on iTunes. I will gift you, uh, Taken. And I want you to rehearse the Liam Neeson speech. When someone, they stole his, his daughter and he said, I don't know what you want. I don't know this verbatim yet, but you will. <laughs> I don't know if you want a ransom. I don't have money. But what I do have is a certain set of skills, skills that are a nightmare to someone like you. If you let my daughter go now, I will not harm you. If you don't, I will find you. I will hunt you down and I will kill you. And that's what you have to say to yourself. And then you feel like you got big balls and you're pumped up and no one can bother you. You do know that you can say a million things about that person. But as soon as you lose and get all upset and like you, you lose your regular killer instinct when you do that. Yeah, but I also can't say I would I would kill him. No, but you in your head, in you your say head, that to yourself on the air, yeah, you whatever you want to do. Do you think the queen look at that queen? Look at the queen of England over there. Do you think she cares what anybody says about her? They've been talking about her, that she looks like the guy from the oatmeal box. Do you say that her kids are all one uglier than another? That the new princess comes in and has, is way hotter than she ever was? I mean, come on. Do you think that she cares what anybody says? Look at it. They said she had a high fever and pissed herself. She really? Herself? Oh, no, I was thinking Who of Jenny Who among us haven't? I was thinking of Jenny Hyde. Right. That was told to me. Who has not peed herself? Who among us? Raise your hands if you have not. I, I sneezed the other day and peed myself. What are you going to do? <laughs> Chris, I know you drink a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I drink and take a lot of cold medication, I'll piss myself. Don't Why are you doing like that together? Vomit? Because I, I might be sick, but I might also want to go out and have some cocktails. <laughs> okay. That's right. why, because he, he's got a little scissor. What is it called? It's scissor. Scissor. It's coating cough medicine, coating cough syrup and Sprite, and it's great. Yeah. And that's what I would call a it's, homeless drug. No, it's, it's called a rape cocktail. That's what it is. It's a, oh my God, don't put it there cocktail. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a guy rape cocktail, because I can't imagine a woman doing it. Shelby, cover your drink. Cover your drink, sweet lips. <laughs> Two things, cover your drinks and then your balls, because you're adorable today. Yeah. you got to sleep with a cup on. Yeah. <laughs> One eye open. Oh, oh, God. oh yeah, oh. That, that went creepier. <laughs> yeah, in my head. Yeah. 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 You can't help it. You can't um, help it. Can they see a little turn into, guy? Yeah, turn into a little fucking creep around them. I, <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going on. I've become really dirty in my head lately. That's good though. No, not really. Dirty. Expand, no, it expands your act a little uh, bit. I grew up with our boys. Yeah, yeah. And, and now I've had to kind of delve into that i'm doing yeah. that jenny mccarthy that dirty sexy funny thing oh yeah so yeah so we've been having a a, a lot of fun with that because right. it's different than my regular act my regular act mm -hmm. i just filmed a special and i got rid of all that material you know once you put it out there it's done it's out there so now i'm trying to come up with new stuff and i've noticed it's becoming a little bit dirtier but i'm also this is what i do so i know how to pull well, it back being with jenny got to do that too because she's always you know i mean been pretty edgy she's but you know what it is she really just is who she is. Yeah. You know, she's just who she is and she owns it and not afraid to say it. And I, I I'm really, she's really, I'm going to tell you something. And this, this could piss off a lot of people, but I'll be happy to tell you the truth. Sure. I've been in this industry 20 years. There has not been one female comedian 
of any stature that put a group of female comedians together and said, let's do a special. Chelsea Handler allows some women on her panel, and she takes them on tour, and that's admirable, but she takes guys, too. There has never been, and women have been in constant turmoil of this comic says women aren't funny, or Big Head Jerry Lewis says women aren't funny, or this one or that one. If one, that's because one woman has, who has broken through has never stood and said, I'm going to take these broads with me and you're going to see that they're funny. Jenny McCarthy, who is not a comic, did that. And that is so admirable. I mean, really. So you, and she's a hot chick. Like she doesn't, mm-hmm. she doesn't, she could have just have, done the quite modeling yeah, thing, then the actress thing. Yeah, she doesn't need yeah. me and my ridiculous double chin and, and, you know, my, in my big nose around to say anything to make people laugh. She's got her own stuff. You know? So why do you think that there hasn't been a woman comic who said, all right, I got the door open, let's bring a lot more people through? I think because you're always jockeying for position in this industry. Right. And you have to come to a certain place where you're not threatened. Right. You that, have to but not, that's because you buy into somebody else's rules. You know what I mean? That's because they allow you right. to feel like you're always threatened and you got to do the next, the next, the next. I don't know why. I do uh, appreciate... Um, and now I'm not talking about like Whoopi did a, a tribute to Moms Mabley. That's different. Whoopi was never a stand-up comic. Right. I'm talking about there are people that you know that you're thinking of right now mm-hmm. that that never that had wonderful television shows that had a, that were pure stand-up comics that worked the same club in Des Moines that I'm going to in next week and Funny and it made it yeah and made it to a level that everybody in the world knows them and never said, you know what, I'm going to reach back and pull some of these broads up because I know how hard it is. I mean, I never tried to be a female comic. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I never tried. I never played the chick card. I never slept slept with anybody who could help my career, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you still felt that there was somewhat of a glass ceiling. It felt like, you know, oh, because I remember even years ago, it would be like one girl per show. If you had a girl on the show, you would not yeah. hire another one. Yeah. Well, you know? I, that may that may be part of it. I have to mm-hmm. be honest with you, Ron, like that, because we never really got to see each other because you work right. parallel. Okay. So yeah. there's never a camaraderie. But like my best friend is Kathleen Madigan. You yeah. know, I mean, one of the funniest comics that there is. You Scary know I mean? funny. Yeah. Frightening. Be, but I will, if I could venture to put myself in that category, which I'm not. But what what we bond on is that we don't tell jokes as women. We just tell jokes as jokes. Now, I am a woman, mm-hmm. but that's just a, it, it's a different perspective. But it's also, guys be. don't tell jokes as guys. They tell jokes yeah. as themselves. So that's already yeah. the position. Like, yeah. most guys don't think that, well, particularly if you're a white guy, at no point do I ever think, oh, I'm representing white guys. Yeah. Or that white guy some is safe. Guys, there's some guys that are doing the, you know, the alternative. Oh, my bowls got low or, you know, whatever. Right. But. I mean, I can't tell that joke. But it's not its not like I ever watch TV and see a white guy get made fun of, and I feel like, oh, that's a reflection of me. It's an attack on me. Like, Fez, if you see something with a gay guy getting attacked, you always take it personal. Yeah, very personally, but right away. It never occurs to me because I never had to carry any kind of minority status. Well, I'll tell you where that comes into play, too. It just depends. Like, So uh, I saw 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. right? Very powerful movie. Okay, right? Very powerful. Yeah. And I saw it with a, a friend of mine, and we ha- or had a discussion about it. And she said, I hate when we watch that, because I, I, when I watch things like that, because even though it's very historical and we need to know it, like, I feel guilt about it. She's like a white girl. And I go, I don't. And I, not that I don't feel respect for the plight, but my people weren't in this country. My grandfather didn't even come here right. until 1942. Yeah. It was way over. You're so from the 50s I don't on. carry that. 
I can carry, I can have empathy and respect right. for, for the, the, the situation and, and, you know, reverence, but it's my people didn't do it. They were over in Italy. Right. You, you know, you probably should feel bad if you hear about some gangland slangs. You're like, oh, there's, <laughs> there's my people again. Right. I felt bad for the people who sold the, the cases of olive oil and there were really water inside. That's yeah. what I feel bad You're for. The people good got fellas. ripped up for the great olive oil strip in 1947. <laughs> That had nothing to do with my grandfather. Did you see 12 Years a Slave, Chris? I haven't seen it yet. No. I saw the first 11 years, no. and it's so sad. I'm hoping <laughs> this last year gets <laughs> a little 12, better. The 12th year I was actually, really you, you know what I was home. really mad about in that movie? Is that he fucking got on the train and went oh, down to the Wait a second, stop a second. Are you going to ruin the movie? Are you my mother? No. Are you my? Are you going to ruin it? Is this a spoiler? No, all? it starts with this. He yes. goes close enough to the... He lives yes. upstate New York. Yeah. And then goes close enough to the south to get snagged. And that had me crazy. Because I'd be far away from the border. He had obviously no clue what was going on. You know, it's not like they have the internet now to really see how bad the conditions were back then. But he's living upstate as a free man. He knows if he goes down south... He's a black dude. He's going to be a slave, yeah. or would not be considered free there. But no and then was, he goes to D.C. But no one was tweeting the conditions back then. How horrible it was. You know what I mean? No one talked about. I don't give don't a shit. He got uh, if everything went off, I would find out where I would be a slave. That would be, that would be the first <laughs> thing on me. Listen, back then. I, I love it in the south. But listen, even sometimes I'm afraid to go down in the south sure. right now. I'm a little brown-skinned girl sometimes yeah. compared to who's in the town. But like, if, <laughs> if I was a mouse and I never saw an eagle before. Before I'd start running. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't need, need anybody to tell me that's the fucked up part of town. You know, if I walk into a biker bar, I just start to slide back out. Like, yeah, oh, I, I, I understand. Listen, I'm from Cleveland. I'm not living in a shed in someone's backyard for the rest of my damn life. I don't want to live underneath someone's bed. I get what you're saying. Well, it was fantastic having you here. Thank today. you for having me. On that note, you yeah. and your you and your rape and your slave jokes <laughs> and your kidnapping <laughs> and your human slavery things. We'd like to see you another well, time. Well, next time you come back, we're not going to have you fix anything for us. Yeah, you know, listen, you can do it though. You can yeah. you can do it on your own. Remember, happiness is a choice. And the taken. More on, more fans. This is the best of Ron and Fans on Raw Dog. Serious XM comedy hits. You know, I heard, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to rile Feds up, he's having a better day, but I heard someone, another producer from another department came up to me, yesterday I was smoking a cigarette outside. Uh -huh. well, wait, let me see, do you even want to hear this? Oh God, I really don't, but now I'm overly curious to find out what the latest thing is. All right. So I was smoking a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Make it, you know, and then they, out of nowhere, they bring up to me, why is Fed such a weirdo on the air and so nice off the air and talkative? That's a compliment. They, they, that is a compliment. That's a compliment? Who was it? It was, uh, now, they, I, they, it, the person was Christina from the uh, Jay Thomas's show. Do you know her? Yeah, I know her. Talk about weirdos. Are you just saying that because off the air you're going to be very nice and talkative? Yeah, not like the weirdo you are right now, according to her. At least you know that she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> good comeback, Fez, though. You really fucking ran with this one. I'll have a talk with her later. Well, that's good radio. To know what you're doing in the hall when no one hears it. <laughs> 
but it was hysterical because she brought up out of nowhere. Like we, I wasn't talking. We weren't talking. That about the- makes her the weirdo then. <laughs> if she would just bring up, hey, how weird is somebody out of nowhere? That makes her the strange one. But you know what's weird? And you that's are, and that's off the air. You're the most talked about radio personality here. People are crazy curious about Fez. They love talking about him, and they all come to me to see what the deal is. See, I guess they feel they could talk to me. You hold all the answers. You know what? <laughs> you're, you're so congenial. You're fucking. Here's the thing. You stand one foot outside and smoke. Anybody who wants to use the door has to fucking run into you. <laughs> You're like a fucking doorstop out there. Well, at least you took it well, Fez. You didn't fucking try to rebut or say anything bad about her. I said, yes, I did. I said, she's the weirdo. She's a freak show around here. She weirds people out. I don't even know who she is. She's a very close talker who, you know, gets really close. If the girl blinked, that would be a step in the right direction. She's a a freak show. Let me bring it up. You know who she reminds you of? If you, um, she's really pretty. If you looked at the um, Christmas story, the kid who likes the Tin Man. Oh, I do. I I ain't seen her around. I really like her. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> what did what would, did you tell her back? It's like, what, what do you mean, Fez is a weirdo? I think it sounds, it sounds great on the air. Come on, Chris. It's just, it's just that, that doesn't sound out. like you at all, by the way. <laughs> you probably just fucking laughed and said, I know. Just, just two smokers out here. We can be real with each other. Hey, the the girl that you dropped a dime on, what's yeah. her name? Christina? Christina, yeah. P is the last name? Yeah. Because somebody named Jessica just fucking ratted you out saying this. Chris just threw you on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> on the Ron and Fez show. Look, people keep coming to me talking about Fez. I gotta let Fez know. Yeah, but you're not gonna now be, you know, part of the goddamn uh, coconut telegraph that takes place around here. <laughs> Don't worry, you can trust me. You're out of the smoke crew. <laughs> Alright, Fez, too. now that you found out the real person who was talking to um, Chris, what do you plan on saying? Well, first of all, I'd have to introduce myself because I don't know that woman at all. I don't even recognize her. I don't know where she works. Oh, I, I see her all the time. You said she's on the Jay Thomas show? I was thinking of a different Jay Thomas producer because I don't know who this nobody is. Well, why are you going to say nobody? Whoa. She actually gave you a compliment that you're very nice in the halls. Yeah. But, uh, she called me a weirdo to my producer. Well, we all know you're a weirdo. I mean, but yeah. she doesn't produ- need to say it. Your producer's a weirdo, too. Oh, I'm a fucking psychopath. You're a psycho killer. Love that shit. She's in that picture. She's really wearing an inappropriate skirt for her age. All right. So I'll have to look for that in the hallway. Yeah. What animal is that? It's a cat. It went into a snake. I don't know. Snakes even make make noise besides rattling their rattle asses. It's hissing, right? Snakes hiss. Yeah, they do. And so do cockroaches. That's why hiss the cockroach is so popular right now. I do. All right, so um, what are you looking for, Chris? I thought I heard someone walking past. I thought it might have been Mr. Well, Florentine. Florentine's probably not going to check in because he works here. Oh, yeah, he has, has an tank. ID. Just see if he's in the hall. We have any of our people looking up for him? I'll poke my head out. 
It's got metal midgets on Sirius XM radio. Um, he's going to be on that metal show tour Friday, hey, April 4th in Seattle with Don Jameson and Eddie Trunk. And Saturday, April 5th, the show goes on the road to Portland at the Tonic Lounge. You can go to jimflorentine.com for more information. And that metal show, of course, airs Saturdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, on VH1 Classic. Of course. Now, we were trying to figure out, is Eddie Trunk going to do some stand-up on this tour? He, yeah, he does. He tells uh, stories, like funny stories. I would love to see him doing funny stories in public. He tells me so many privately. I'd love to see him up on stage. Yeah, he does He does well. He's nervous. Cause he's like, we usually have a comic open for us, like a local comic, and then uh-huh. we throw him on first. We wanted to put him last. Right. I mean, he's the star of the show. Every, you know. Yeah. And me and Don are the sidekicks, but, and he's like, no way, you guys are professional comics, man. I'm just going to, I go, yeah, but people are, you know, fascinated by your stories. So he goes on right after the local comic. It is true that he's, he's met most people and has crazy stories. Uh, most people that have done this music. It's unbelievable, the stories he has. Yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, he knows everybody. I mean, if it wasn't for Eddie, that show wouldn't be on, right. on VH1 class. If he didn't have all those connections and stuff. And so just text Slash and goes, look, we need you. Can you come down can some, you do tomorrow this night? We just yeah. Cancel. yeah, no problem. Joe Perry, guys like that. So, um, no, it's, he's been great. So th- this is the first time you guys are taking this tour out like this? We did a couple other uh, yeah. live shows. Yeah, we just basically did, we do stand-up. Me and Don do like 25 minutes of stand-up. Eddie tells some stories. Then we come out, do a Q&A with the crowd. They ask questions, and then we, if a local rock star lives in that town, mm. we'll have him come down. We'll interview him for like 15, 20 minutes. And then we do a stump the trunk thing at the end, the trivia thing that people go crazy over. Uh, yeah, I, I love when he's stumped. I don't know why, but I like to see him compete every <laughs> single time. I like Eddie unhappy, and I normally get that on every time that I run into him. Oh, yeah, he's oh, yeah. there's always a crisis going on. He's very high-strung, so me and Don know how to get under his skin on the show. Like when he's trying to answer a question, we'll uh, you know just interrupt him. He's like, well, stop, 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 stop. So we yeah. just know how to get to him. All right, um... Fez, you started a Fez war a little bit. You just attack uh, Christina, uh, who works here, and then she just tweeted this. Uh, Ouch, Fez. No more compliments and concerns for you. Signed, the nobody in a short skirt. Too short a skirt. Hashtag, she got that wrong. I think it says nightmare. Um, we gotta get her in because she's a very sweet person and she was worried about it. What are the compliments when she's calling me a weirdo out on the street to other employees? Oh, she also put this, hashtag HR nightmare. Oh no. Oh, okay, fine. So he fights with people in the hall. Well, what started? I'm the one being harassed in the hallways by idle chatter. American idol? No. No, Shelby, not that at all. <laughs> well, I was enjoying a cigarette outside yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and so my coworkers were also happened to be smoking, and they uh, decided to say, hey, why is Fez such a weirdo on the air? And why is he more talkative off now the air? Now you're taking it to coworkers other than just Christina. You just changed your story. <laughs> well, Christina's the one who brought it up, but also Garrett was there. Stinky. Stinky, Stinky yes. Yeah. From ONA. But yeah, Christina's the one who brought up why is Fez a weirdo? On the air. Garrett's a weirdo, too. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. 
but we all are. That's yeah. the beauty of working in radio. Yeah, it's great. See, every every, every DJ wherever yeah. is a totally different off the air than on the air. That I've is noticed true. that. So it's it, there's nothing. They hide. They hibernate. They never come out. Well, see, Fez's thing is just the opposite. Like you're right. I used to know some of the old school attack guys, like that would do, you know, four hours of talk. That'd be like, use asshole listeners, you know. And then you would meet, and they would actually attack other things. But then you would meet them in the hall, and they'd be like this. I just have to tell you, I'm a big fan. I love this stuff when we fight. And they would always have the softest handshakes. And it used to weird me out. But Fez is the outgoing guy in the hall, and then the quiet guy on air. It's the exact opposite. Are we getting Christina to stop in? Yeah, I shot her an email. She's, she's, she's in the building. We'll see if she'd stop in, yeah. and maybe we can squash this. Well, you know, look, it says, like, I pick my spots right on the air when I need to contribute, when I need to get be on the mic. So when I don't have anything to say, I don't say anything. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not being badmouthed throughout the hallways on what? a weekly basis. Why do you feel like you're badmouthed in the hallways? Oh, it starts ever, you know, oh, he's homeless. Oh, <laughs> he's a lurker. Who said that you're a lurker? He's a weirdo. <laughs> All right, first of all, let's go through them one at a time. Who called you a lurker? Well, I think that came from Annabella and ran up and down the hallway where she got everyone to buy into it, including Roland and Steve Leeds and Liam. Here's what happened. Now, who are you lurking at? Is she, she's... I wasn't lurking at anyone. Here's what she was. Someone about. talked to me, and I answered them back. Right. She'll bring a big star into the place, and then Fez sidles up quietly. I don't sidle. Well, let me just say it the way. He lurks up like a creep, and he goes like this. No. <laughs> We'd like to have you on our show, too. And tries to pull them into the room. I am not Gollum around here. No, that's, okay. that's okay. I mean, yeah. Me and Jim Norton saw Sabbath last night, yeah. and we were just lurking outside Ozzy's dressing room. As soon as he walked off stage, we were already at his door right. before he got to his dressing room, just standing there waiting, hoping that he would invite us in. So we're lurking. We're just two creeps standing outside his door, pretending we're on our phones. But what do you do once you're inside? What happens? It's so great. Uh, nothing. You just want to be there. It's, like, it's almost like it's almost like sick bang, you want to bang that hot chick. You finally do. Right. You're like, all right, now I'm done. Now what? But the thing is, yeah, once you get in there, it's not that exciting. You know, and I ha I remember when I start radio, they're like, do you want to come backstage? And I would say yes. And then you would get backstage and it would be just like this. It would just be some fellas standing there. And I'm like, oh, well, everything that he does that's cool is on stage where everyone can see that. I know. You get in Ozzy's dressing room like, you want some fruit or water? It's right over there. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. In there. Yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not like a, you know, a bunch of strippers and naked right. chicks like it used to be. Yeah. It's like anyone else at work. That's all. Is she able to stop down? She hasn't responded to my email as of well, yet. Where's her? Isn't she down there, Sam? No one knows who she is. Everyone knows who she is. She's a very pretty girl. I'll take a walk down the hallway. Give a look, see. Lurk and lurk creep around. Lurk and creep around. And tell her that this is a safe zone in here for her. See, I I'm think the thing is, with, you know, it's all, Fez is almost like Eddie. They know they can get to Fez. Right. By, by, uh, by spreading these rumors and saying these things, and then it gets him... Gets him crazy. Yeah. And it's almost like Eddie. So I think that's what's going on. Well, they the, know they can get to you. Eddie Trunk was the first person I met when I came to New York to NEW. And he said to me, this place is a shithole. They fuck everyone over. You ought to get out of here now. It was the <laughs> funny. I mean, literally, I hadn't unpacked a bag. 
And I go, I'm going to fight my way through it, dude. I don't give a shit. He's like, no, seriously, get out. The management are <laughs> lunatics. And I swear to you, he's been saying the same thing to me every time I see him, no matter where we are. He's the unhappiest man that there is. <laughs> he's incredibly unhappy. I know. We, we're on the road with him. We stay at a nice hotel out in yeah. L.A. and we do the show. And all of a sudden, he wakes up in the morning, me and Don are ready to go. Eddie's hair's all messed up. But he's like, oh, my God, did you hear what was going on last night? <laughs> the pipes. You didn't hear those pipes. And that, the, the train went by, and you hear that plane go by the window. And yeah. oh, the, the guy next to me, oh, and my, my kids were crying. And he goes, I got an hour's sleep. We're like, I slept for 10 hours. <laughs> I didn't hear one thing. On 9-11, Eddie Trunk was in Vegas. And when he saw what was happening in New York, he said he ripped open the curtains, expecting to see planes coming down the strip. And I'm like, why would they attack the strip? You're so far inland. You're safe. Oh, God, that's great. Fed, you ready for this showdown? Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you try to be nice? Though? Introduce me to her, because I have no clue who this woman that is. That doesn't mean anything. She works here. Are we sure? Are we playing the popular, unpopular thing? Or are you saying you're at the cool kids' table? What's I'm, your point here? I'm saying that uh, this woman who thinks she has this Christina. relationship with me. She has a name. It's Christina. Is that it? I yes. keep forgetting. You think there could be some kind of crush there that she, she has on you? Oh, that could be. I and maybe she's trying that. to get to you Maybe like she's this. trying to turn you. Hey, see if we can send Liam in. Grab Liam. He's right there. Because he'll always get involved in gossip. Oh, yeah. He'll be gossip central. Let's see, Chris is running around out there. Jim, you picked a really, you know, just rough day to be here today because good, everything's man. falling apart. Yeah, you know, we happens. wanted to sit around, be all happy about the metal show. All right, Liam, come on in. Hi. I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? Because Chris Pepper Stanley just grabbed me and said I needed to go into the studio. Well, Chris, first of all, close the door behind you. Uh -oh. He's the I same way in the bathroom. Um... <laughs> First of all, you had Robert Cray here today, who's one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Just put out a record with uh, Steve Jordan, who I think you love guys know, Steve right? Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Um, how how was he? Because I was, was on the air while he was playing, and I was busy. I got pulled into a meeting when he was playing. I heard him sound check, and he was great. He's he was great. phenomenal. He was great. He was, he was on that tour with Stevie Ray, Ray Vaughan. He was in the other helicopter when Stevie Ray's helicopter went down. What? It was Clapton. Yeah, they were all. It was some kind of guitar gods tour. Yeah, and he was on the helicopter that didn't crash. I don't know about this at all. Yeah, look at yeah. it, Chris. Wow. I think he left early or something, Steve. Yeah. Right at that well, they line. used to have a couple of... The, I think he was on the other helicopter with Clapton. With Clapton. Yeah. Wow. All right, amazing. so here's the problem. Do you know Christina, who is a beautiful producer for the Jay Thomas show? Yes. Um, Had to think for a while. I no, saw your no, eyes. There's yeah. a, no, there's a lot of pretty girls that work here, there to are. be fair. There's a lot of pretty girls. So That's what threw you. apparently she said something about Fez. Oh. She asked Chris, as other people, I mean, people were willing to do, yeah. you know, like, hey, what's with Fez? I mean, you've been in those conversations. Yeah, what's with Fez <laughs> yeah. is very broad. So though. she said, Fez seems like very cool and outgoing off air. Why is he such a weirdo on air? Ooh. And I believe that to be a legitimate thing. I mean, I'm always even interested in that fact. That's fair. He's very engaging. He'll talk to. He'll come into my office and we'll hang out yeah. off the air. We'll talk about stuff. It's. He's a very easy person to talk to. Mm. I really. I, I, I think you so. You know that you yeah. are. 
And You're maybe it takes going. a little time. I mean, we got to, we've been working together for a while now, so maybe it's just you know. So Chris, you can't find her in the building. Uh, I, I I found that there she's on the smoke break. She's coming up now. Uh, oh nice. Yeah, those girls a, go out. A text That's where out. you first ran into her. Exactly. Yeah. On a nice smoke break. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy a cigarette every now and then. And yeah. Here's what she wrote back. Ouch, Fez. No more. Com- um, compliments and concerns for you. I don't even know who she is to Sign. compliment me or concern, be concerned about I me. I couldn't finish your tweet because you were so upset. Sign, the nobody in the short skirt, hashtag um, HR nightmare. Wow. Huh. Wait, what did you do? I'm missing this. So he, you... Said that she was wearing a very short skirt. I said oh. age. There she is. There she is. Well, I think she's, yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, I said she's inappropriate stunning. for her age. And you said that to who? You just on the that's air? Ageism. That's ageism. Is that really that's an HR shortism. nightmare to say you had a short skirt on? We never know with HR. They, they're they ready with every concern that there is. How old is that skirt? Like, what's the oldest you could wear that skirt at? Uh, any age. Yeah, any age I, if I you've mean, got legs you, like that. Yeah, if you're a pretty girl. Wow. Yeah, if. Did you... Uh, wow. Did you say that on the air, or did yes, she said wow. it on the air. I thought you went. Yes, to HR. just like I get called a weirdo right. for everyone to hear. Says I'm a weirdo too. Yeah, we're all I work in radio. Weird, yeah. There she is. Here, nice to see phone. you. Hello, nice Christina. First of all, I'm sorry if anybody offended you today. Oh no, it's Fez, okay. as you know, is a weirdo. That's my picture. Oh my goodness. Look That's those a legs. stunning yeah. picture. That's it's a stunning picture. Apparently. Yeah. Fez, why are you Just so the wardrobe. mean about it? Why are you why so are you, mean? Why are you going around calling me a weirdo around. to other people? Why are you well, angry? Here's what happened. Unless Chris is lying. Well, oh, I mean. No. Here's what happened. We were no. downstairs yesterday, right? Uh-huh. You, me, and Garrett. Yes. And stinky. I said, stinky, stinky, I'm sorry. He used to be stinky. Now he's Garrett. He's right. done with stinky. Right. And wow. I said. Walked by his office. Ooh. Fez seems like such a nice guy. He always says hello when I pass him in the hallways. Yes. But every once in a while when I hear the show, he always seems very defensive and upset. And he's quiet. Mm. But he doesn't seem that way in the hallways. And, you know, I heard that there was this rumor or something that you lived here, which I did not believe. One <laughs> <two pounds up. laughs> see? see what's going on? It's this is why I get upset, Christina. People think that you live and here. And it's all, it's all hearsay, but I, I paid you a compliment. I said you seem nice very nice, you. and I don't understand why, without even, you know, I know that we don't know each other, but we do casually say hello to each other in the hallway. Maybe... It's fake from you, but it's sincere from me. Oh, I don't that's appreciate nice. the word weirdo. He's a weirdo. I mean, did I say weirdo? Yes, it's said, okay if she said weirdo. weirdo. Okay, well, it seemed a little weird. Now, if Chris is lying, then I'm going to be pissed in a different direction. Weirdo is not offensive. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I think that you have to have some kind of weirdness to even be in this building. 100%. So Everybody here is a weirdo. Know, if I feel like all I did was pay you compliments, and then you just trashed me on the yeah. air. I mean, I feel like yeah, I did. Yeah, because I'm tired of being trashed me. out in the hallway, so Lena. That photo was outside you. the building. You trashed that outfit? Yes. yes. I'm why? sitting down, by the way. That's why. I mean, this is the only a picture of me on the internet that shows more than my elbow, and this right. is what he's. You usually you know, wear. This is what Chris is showing yeah, me. I'm never. Pants, you'll never sweater, see me on right. the internet in a bikini or anything right. like that. I don't like to show that kind of stuff, and he's trashing my knees on the air. Wow. <gasps> At least he didn't talk about your nephews. <laughs> What was wrong with her knees? Comfortable. Fez. I didn't say anything about the knees. I said the shirt, the skirt is too short. Right. 
what well reveals my knees and clearly that's first of all yeah but you don't want a skirt going past the knees yeah. What do you want the oh, skirt to? What do we yeah, I mean, have? I think he really... That's Hillary Clinton territory. Right. Well, I'm sorry yeah. if I offended you, Fez. I did not mean to, but I was paying you a compliment. I was saying how nice you I don't nice see how weirdo seem. is a compliment. We, As uh, when, I have established already, I think I'm a weirdo. I think he's a huge fucking weirdo. And right. now, you know, he's Chris, for like, the we're record. We're just like a yeah, bunch of misfits here, and I think that we should be proud of that. But I love it. Very offensive for no reason, Fez. I don't think it's for no reason, especially if you go through what I go through in the hallway. You me on the air. You didn't even get to hear my side of it. I had to respond on Twitter from people saying, oh, you're getting thrown under the bus. I don't think I got thrown under the bus. I knew that you know you were probably going to say something because that's what you do. You're a huge shit stir. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. I totally it's know this. No, I, know. I don't listen to the show often, is. but you have a reputation around oh. here of being a shit stir. You're a shit stir. So Unbelievable. I totally knew it. I knew what I was getting. He'll actually, down in the men's room, we'll go, don't flush that. I want to start it for a little while. <laughs> I go, no, I'm flushing immediately. Right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm sorry if the word weirdo offends you. I know that I call myself a weirdo all the time, so maybe we just have no. a different scale of what's offensive and what's not, so I apologize. This is not, a, that's a not an offensive outfit. No, that's not I mean, an offensive. Clearly, offense. it's inappropriate for my, no. outfit, for my it might age. be a little offensive. Fez is Amish, so a lot of things are going to turn him off. But Fez, look at the size of your mustache. It's a kind of a weirdo look. And you wear the same shirt to work every day. Every you day. shouldn't be offended when people say weirdo. Right. If people said weird mustache, I get that. I understand oh, it. Okay. Louie Anderson called See? it a face salad. <laughs> I understand that, but it's when people start pushing their shit around the hallways. If we weren't and, in the hallway, we're outside. And Christine, Let's be specific. you're still talking to other employees. You're, st you're talking well, to I'm someone on the show. Your employee, and I'm saying i think that he is a really nice guy he says hello in the hallways and you're i know saying we it's don't know each other yeah well i mean these are all people that are kind of in your circle it's not yes. like i'm out there talking shit to i don't know howard stern world or something you know i'm just i'm keeping it inside and He's it's not it talking yeah. shit it's me giving my opinion which i think i'm entitled to yeah you, like you like which you, you did today all over the air about what a horrible person i, I am. never would have brought you up if i didn't hear i was getting and called the weirdo you guys weren't talking about me because i blink all this i dry eyes so i, I had you completely mixed okay. up with someone Let's else make, you know i don't want to be known as a close talker those are worse no than you're weirdos. not a close talker and you do blink thank you there's <laughs> another freak show girl upstairs that i was thinking Why you were Right. You are just on a rambling. Back. No, can I tell you this? And I remember how you went up that day. You were wearing hard shoes and you took them off so you could walk up real quiet. <laughs> you, you were doing your job. You were doing your job. I get it. Well, then I'm the homeless. sorry. You, you, are, you upset some people. So when I hear that it's starting one one more time. Christina, but what I said wasn't, I, I mean, I'm not making up rumors about you. Everything that I said is true. You seem very nice because you say hi in the hallway, and we don't even know each other. I am a nobody. You're absolutely right. Maybe a loser, You're not too, a nobody. You're a producer of the show. I'm going to martyr the hell out of this because that's how you get the vote, you know? Yeah. Wow. But it's, it's not anything that I think that you should be, you know, I feel like you're at such a high state. Why are you even it's offended not. by me? It's not, I didn't say I'm anything. I'm offended by talk about me in the dick. hallway. Mm. 
So when I hear other, when I, I'm all right, I'm offended by uh, other employees talking about me behind my back. You can come to me and ask me why I'm a fucking weirdo. Uh, but here's the I thing: mean, you got to remember, he lives here. This is his home. I don't live here. Homeless. There's a What studio are you in? I have a home in the West Village, Jim. When was the last time I forgot? One weekend I called you. And you go, well, I'm at the office. I'm like, what are you fucking doing there? And he goes, oh, I don't like the way my computer is working at home. Yeah, my so computer is fucked. He was in for like no reason, just better? on the computer. That's how bad mine is. <laughs> Weirdo. Well, I am not aware. See how it starts? <laughs> but you are. See how it spreads? But you should embrace points. it. Why yeah. wouldn't you? I'm not going to embrace people talking shit about me in it's the It's not talking shit. It's saying that so, you seem like a nice person. Right. So when I hear it one more time, Christina, mm -hmm. yes, you happen to be the person in the line of fire where it's like, I can't believe Why? I can't believe this crap is starting again. I just put homeless behind but me. Why can't you, why can't you at all focus on the fact that I said you seem like a nice person? Like, I'm not even getting any credit for the fact that I thought before all of this that you're a nice person. Like, you just, like, that right. doesn't even matter. It's no, right that's all I'm going to laser focus on. Well, that's really Because I guess I'm, I'm sorry sorry that. weirdo. That's well, where, I guess that's where Christina, that's where you were wrong when you mm. thought that he was a nice person. But how can you not think that when you're in the hallway and listen, not a lot of people here that hot that hold a higher position than me are as friendly as you two. You two say hi to me and I don't even know you guys from a hole in the wall. Right. So I thought that, that was three. nice. <laughs> what did he just say? What did you say? I said we're on noon, noon to three. three. And what is oh, oh, and I it. forgot the other one. I don't one. know why you said that, though. The, the email. Well, I mean, I have a, a job here. I have yeah, she's to, working. I, I, I don't work. listen to other shows. Oh, and then there's the email situation that went on where I, where I was told to stay away from the fishbowl while Seth MacFarlane wow. was here. Yeah. Oh, I've been told to get the hell away from that fishbowl a million yeah. times. I tried to get near Bill Murray, and it didn't happen. Don't even bring up Bill Murray. I mean, I tried. That's a weird name to bring Sorry. I told you, I don't listen to the show. My bad. Yeah, well, I know we exactly. We talk about it on the show. Yeah. I would like to listen to Cavino and Rich more, but I can't because I'm on the air. See, yeah. or you could have. But said I can watch Thomas them on TV at night when they good. do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, are we cool or I are think we not cool? One of you is cool, and it ain't Fez. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. I'm the weirdo. Yeah. Why so we'll just I, run with that through the hallway. Okay. Okay. I'm say it. You're born this way. You should own yeah, it. Yeah, embrace it. I yeah. embrace it every day. Be the weirdo. I mean, you know. Steve well, Leeds asked me one time if you shit your pants. Why would he ask that? Of course I didn't shit my pants. Okay. It happens to a lot. It smells something. To yeah, it does. I'm sure it's happened to Pepper. Yeah, all coked up. No, for sure what? it's happened to Stinky. For sure. I don't know where he Not got that name, but I think it had to do with his weed. Yeah. And I don't think he smokes it anymore. So where does it go from here between you I mean, I don't Fez? know. I'm open to, you know, just letting... HR handle it from this point on? No more I like scares. that you hashtagged HR. HR Nightmares. Yeah. Because that's a huge one. Yeah. yeah. You know? Screaming loser and... Wow. Weirdo. Weirdo. All kinds of... Christina, yeah. I heard you do some dirty spots before, though, when you're talking about, I don't know... Like call lines or something like that, like down uh, Yeah, numbers. I did uh, some stuff for Dirty Dog, which yeah. is not on anymore, but it was on in one of our online comedy channels, and I yeah. said dirty stuff. But it was yeah. all written for me. I didn't, you know. Oh, really? It Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! That ruined everything. Sorry to ruin it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they just mic'd you. It was awfully <laughs> dirty, though. Yeah. Awfully dirty. 
We gotta try to somebody find that some shows so much knee on the internet. I can't even believe it. Mm. That was a really weird thing to say, Fuzz. I'm just fighting back. I'm just trying to defend myself in this place that is so out to get me. I mean, so you're saying that she's, she shouldn't be because... Nice fight, though, Fez. Yeah, you really Fez, did. you're saying because the skirt, she's too old to be wearing that skirt? That's what I said. That's, that's not true. Yeah, that's no, weird. I mean, what, how old? You were like 22? Oh, that's really nice of you. <laughs> that's really, really nice. No, I'm 33, but that picture was probably two years ago or something. Maybe I should update it. Yeah. I don't think about that. Yeah. Stuff, so. If a girl looks good in a skirt, they can look, she looks good at 70 yeah. is fine. Yeah. doesn't matter. I saw Jane Fonda in a skirt the other day. I went fucking crazy. You'd still hit it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd hit it with yeah. Jane Fonda. Even if, yeah, even if the fucking Viet Cong were <laughs> next person in. None of that matters to me. I yelled at, thank you to uh, thank you for your uh, your service tour. Wish you my butt. <laughs> So, I mean, can we be, you know, back to barely yes. acquaintances, or are we? do we hate each other now? I don't hate you. I hate talk about me. Stop it. Okay, Where's I won't tell anybody employees? that you're Where's nice your ever you got to at least bring you your tell tone me down a little bit. We're at the, we're, we're <laughs> easing out of this. We want to get to Mr. Jim Florentine and his so do wonderful I. career. So I accept your apology oh, for calling me a weirdo. You're, okay, good. Well, why don't you guys like? Do I get an apology at all? Like, I mean, you did say pretty harsh yeah. things to me, and that's I a good point. Feel like us. maybe you know. I apologize for trying to say the meanest things I could think of in the moment. <laughs> I accept your apology. Okay, it's all done now. Okay. All right. Yes. Now do me a fucking Please favor. don't smoke with my producer anymore if that's not too much to <laughs> ask. Well, down there if anyone wants he to hang out. He sometimes needs fine. friends, and we're there to be friendly. Now, Fezzi, now that it's all over and everybody's friends again, do me a favor. What's that? Go get your fucking shine box, you weirdo. You motherfucker! You motherfucker! never goes away. I gotta listen to this show. You guys are funny. I know. We're really Great funny. Show. Okay, talk to you right, later, bye. honey. Bye-bye. You. Yeah. You're See adorable, you. too, by the Thank way. You. Bye. I'm gonna bounce to you guys. Yeah. You get out of here, shit Oh, That was uncomfortable, huh? Oh, that's fucking weird. Don't say that word. Don't use the W word. Alright, no more. Stand by for more of the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. And now, back, back to the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. Raw Dog. I hope that's not true, Ozzy. I hope God's doing okay. He's just a little sleeping. That's all. He's just sleeping. Uh, Jim Florentine in with us today. Fez, big tour going on. That Metal Show Tour is happening Friday, April 4th in Seattle at Studio 7 with Don Jameson and Eddie Truck from That Metal Show. Saturday, Saturday, April 5th. Portland, Oregon at the Tonic Lounge, April 16th, Buffalo, April 19th, Pittsburgh. All those dates on JimFlorentine.com. And we're going to Mexico City in a couple weeks, too, because the show's really big there. They get insane about metal. I know. Down there. 
What I mean, is it about South America too? Is the same way? It's huge. I mean, all those ba- all these metal bands, the Dawkins, mm-hmm. the Skid Rows, yeah. the, they could still make a lot of money over in South America down there. The metal is so. I mean, the festivals are like eighty thousand people, hundred thousand. Yeah. So that's where all those bands go now. They could still. They don't even make it. They play clubs in America. Rat will play in front of like three three hundred people in America. Uh-huh. Over there, they'll sell five thousand, six thousand seats. I wonder why that is. Because they don't go with trends in South America, even Europe, those festivals over there, they're not trendy like America. Like, oh, we're not supposed to like that anymore, so that's not cool. Right. Those big festivals, they have Journey on, and they'll have Slipknot on the same day. And people don't get pissed about it. They're like, all right, if I like Journey, I'll, I'll hang out watch them, or I'll just go get a beer and wait for Slipknot, So, which is cool. I, I'd rather a, a show like that than every band sounding the same. Yeah, that is. there, there is a thing in this country where we got to put everybody in their own genres immediately. You belong over there, you go over there. But if you even go back and look at the early festivals like Woodstock, there was all different kind of people playing in those shows. You know, it wasn't until late 70s, early 80s that they started going, oh, black and white guys don't belong on the same show together. No one knew that Sly Stone wasn't supposed to be liked by white people. You were hanging with Ozzy a little bit, though, huh? You and Norton? Yeah, last night they played at Barclays Center. Well, you see here at this point. Could you imagine that when you were a kid? No, we were you talking thought? about it because me, when me and Jim Norton first started doing comedy, we drive to these gigs, and that's all we talk about is Black Sabbath and mm-hmm. Ozzy. That was a whole conversation. That's how we bonded when we first met as comics. We both right. started at the same time. Jim said when he worked in a factory, he, he just wanted to save up his money to go vacation in Stafford, England, because that's where Ozzy was from. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to fly over there and walk around, and maybe he would see Ozzy in the town. <laughs> that's, that's, and he was serious about it. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm serious. I want to go over there one day. That's how upset. Now, you know, Jim's hanging with him, and we're hanging in the dressing room and stuff. It's amazing. That's the crazy thing. About this business, you know, that most of the people got into this business because that's what they loved as a kid. And then you get to hang out and just have regular conversations with people. It's, yeah, it's it's the weird. And Dice was a big thing with me and Norton, too. We yeah. talked about Dice and Ozzy. And then all of a sudden we meet Dice 10, 15 years ago in L.A. at the comedy store. We become friends with him and we start opening for him. And, you know, Dice brought Jim on the O&A. Sure. Oh, and I fell in love with him. And that's basically how he got the gig. Well, you know, it was very funny. I had Louis Anderson in here the other day, and Jimmy came running in and said, if Louis didn't put him on a certain show, Dice wouldn't have seen him, and he wouldn't have done O&A. That was the first time me and Jim were ever in L.A. I think it was 1998. We're doing a Louis Anderson Comedy Showcase on NBC. He was uh-huh. hosted, and, and we got picked for it, me and Jim. We flew to L.A., and we're staying at the at the Bellage behind the Viper Room. And we heard that Dice was at the comedy store. Voss was there. And Voss goes, Dice is here. And we're like, oh, my. Dice. So we went over there and we tried to meet him. And Dice was blowing us off being a dick to us. <laughs> like, hey, because Voss knew him. So Voss uh-huh. was talking to him. I go, Andrew, can I get a picture with you? He goes, no. And I go, I just want to get close. He goes, no. He goes, nobody tells me what to do. And then he just keeps looking at Voss and talking to him. Me and Norton just standing there. We're like, oh, my God, this is all right. Oh, what a dick. And then I'm just, I'm like, Norton, I go, hold on, hold on. I'm going to ask one more time. I go, look, Dice, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a comic from New York. We're, we're comics. We just want to get a quick picture. We're fans. He's like, so what? So what, 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 what do you want me to do? Seriously, what do you want me to do? I go, I, I just want to get a picture. That's what I, And he's like an inch away from my face. I'm like, this guy's going to punch me in the face. And Norton's like, dude, what are you doing? Let's just get out of here. And he goes, really? You guys are comics from New York? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, we can take a picture. <laughs> Next thing I know, we're buddies. We're talking for like an hour. And then we told him about these albums. He had these albums, A Day to Laugh That Died, where uh-huh. he bombs. 
They're the greatest albums in comedy history. He just goes in danger fields with no material and just starts screaming at people and people are walking out. <laughs> and he has no jokes. He's just babbling up there. So we started telling him about those records. He's like, I, I said that on stage. We're like, yeah, we listen to it all the time. He goes, you guys go up on stage and do that for me and my friends tonight. So he told the comedy store manager, hey, these, put these two guys on next. So we went up as Jim and Jim and did just these dice lines from his album that nobody knew. And the crowd was just staring at us <laughs> for 10 minutes. I've never bombed like that before in my life. And Dice and his buddies were in the back cracking up. <laughs> That's all we heard. You know, he had lines like, uh, Bette Midler shits yodels. Nobody believes me. <laughs> Makes no sense. And we're just blurting that out. And people are just like, why are these guys on stage? And Dice just fell in love with us. He's like, we're going to hang out. And that was his, uh, I was like some kind of baptism by fire for him. The fact that you're willing to go up and lay it down like that. Yeah, he couldn't believe that we had the That's balls so to do that. You just stand up there and t and take the bullet. And, you know, we were young comics. You don't want to bomb at the comedy store. Right. You know, they knew who we were. But, like, so that was our first time on stage bombing. And then we listened to it in the car because we recorded it. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm going to hang. I'm going to call you guys tomorrow. You want to go shopping with it, with me? We're like, uh, yeah. And we're like, he's not calling. That's like, you know, you bang a, a hot chick and you're like, all right, I, I'm lucky I got in there. But she ain't calling it tomorrow. And then the next morning he's up at a hotel. You got, come on, we're going to go shopping. We tried to bring this other comic, Lenny Marcus, with us in the car. Hey, can our friend Lenny go? He goes, no. <laughs> and Lenny's standing right there. And I'm like, he's a friend of ours. He's like, I don't care. I go, he's a comic from New York. He goes, you're not funny. I'm sorry. You might be a comic. There's not, what, what funny could you say? No, you're not coming. <laughs> Why does he do shit? I don't like know. That? <laughs> but it's his own, like, he's pranking the world. He is. All it's his time. own little joke. He does yeah. all he cares about. If he can make one person laugh, right. he doesn't care. He'll alienate everybody. You got to see the things he does. We showed up this gig. We we're like an hour late. There was a big theater sold out in Connecticut. So Dice like, all right, just play along. Whatever I'm going to do. Like, what are you going to do? Because I'm not telling you guys. We pull up. They're, they're ready. They want to start the show. As soon as me, Jameson, and Dice get out of the limo, Jameson has to be on that stage because the crowd's getting unruly. We're an hour late. We uh, open the uh, limo door, and Dice just pretends like he's drunk. <laughs> that he can't even walk, and the promoter's like, "All right, we're Dice," and Dice's like, oh, "Wait, hold on, help me!" And we're we're dragging him into the venue. We're basically <laughs> carrying him, and the guy's like, "What's? Has he been drinking?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, I go, I don't know." He goes, "What do you mean you don't know? You just drove up with him from New York. Was he drinking?" I go, "I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was in the front. I don't know what to say." <laughs> right. And, and Dice is trying to stall a show. The guy's like, "We got to start the show now." And Dice's like, "Wait, where's the, the DJ guy? Bring the guy in with the music." And then he brings the DJ, and he's like, "All right, so what song you want to come up to, Andrew? We got to start the show." He's like, "That, you know that." song that goes doom 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 the doom doom that's the one <laughs> and he knows that everybody that promoters are freaking out and then up to get he walks on stage he's still drunk and the promoters are freaking out me and don like what are we gonna do how's he gonna perform i go i don't know and still he's like you guys come out on we took a little break in between you know uh, when i got off stage and dice came on like a five minute intermission so Dice is telling the promoter, we're right by the side of stage, he goes, I need these two guys to be on stage with me in case I, I, I want them there because they're my friends. And the pro's like, you can't, you can't bring these guys. They were just on stage. He goes, no, you guys got to come with us. And we're like, uh, the like, what the fuck is going on? And then finally, Andrew Dice Clay, he walks out like nothing happened, completely sobers and just murders for an hour. The promoters were so fucking pissed. That's so fucking so, funny. And they were mad at us, too, because they knew that we were in on it. Yeah. They're like, look, and I'm like, look, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. I have no idea. Talk to him. <laughs> Just watch. As soon as he's ham, it's like Sam. As Andrew Dice Clay walks out. Right. Murders. 
But see, the thing is, if you play something, that's who you are. That's my opinion, you know? So if you're like, oh, I'm going to put on a bit that I'm doing this, that's fucking you. That's who, that's your personality. And if he wants to just troll the whole planet, you know, that's his thing. It's unbelievable. He did another thing where he decided to go, all right, Jameson, you go on first, Florentine, you're second, and I'm going to go last. So he goes, all right, whenever you feel, he goes, Jameson, you go on. He goes, Florentine, whenever you feel like you want to walk, go on stage, just walk on stage. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, just walk on stage. Whenever you feel that moment, just go up there. And I go, what if he's in the middle of a bit? Just walk on stage. I'm like, the fuck is So James <laughs> in the middle of a bit, like four minutes in, Dice goes, just go, go. So I walk on stage and people are like, what the fuck? Why are you here? And I just took the mic over and then I'm into a bit and Dice just walks out like 14 minutes into my bit. He just unannounced, just yeah. walks out and the place goes nuts. And I see him there. I'm in the middle and I'm just like, I handed him the mic. Everyone's like, what the fuck was that? Why wasn't anybody introduced? That's the way he wanted to do it. So goddamn funny, man. <laughs> he just loves busting balls. That's his yeah. whole life. If he could just, you know, just bust balls. How long were you out on the road with him? I did, you know, on and off for probably five, six years. Wow. Yeah. Again, there's a fucking person that you idolized and then you're hanging with. The reason I got into comedy, I saw him on that Dangerfield special. Mm -hmm. Do that seven minutes. With a cigarette and tell dirty jokes and a leather jacket. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. And then like a few months later, did the first HBO special. You know, the first line, yeah. I got my tongue in this chick's ass. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> that's it. That's what I, yeah. I'm and I always told him that too. That that yeah. was my, uh, you know, that's the reason I got up on stage. He's so funny. And then, you know, like he really is a strong actor. Really, really a strong actor. He's a great comic he too. With Woody, he, he absolutely acting, yeah. for, but he's a good comic too. He's underrated. People sure. just think he does, you know. Yeah, I blew a load in this girl's face. He does some of that, but he's a, he's a funny dude up there. Well, the weird thing is, is that most people couldn't even get a laugh doing "I blew a girl" and so you know, when people go, "Oh, he's dirty," that's why it's funny. That's the exact opposite. Most of the time, somebody comes up with that attitude, and you're turned off by it. Absolutely, you know? yeah. He came to my wedding a couple of years ago, and he just came up to me. He goes, look, I see some of your friends that are here, and they're a bunch of fucking creeps and lowlifes, <laughs> and I'm not leaving a card because I know they're going to steal it. <laughs> so here, take this. And he just handed me a wad of cash, put it in your pocket. I don't trust anybody here. <laughs> That's what he did. No he should have come up and just taken the mic during your vows. We wanted him to. He said he, and he's like, nah, he didn't want to take away from the wedding. Mm. I want him to go up there, go just say a few words. And then he just said, nah, he didn't want to do it. Jim Florentine's with us. That metal show tour is happening now with Don Jameson and Eddie Trunk from that metal show. Friday, April 4th in Seattle. That's Saturday, April 5th in Portland, April 16th in Buffalo, April 19th, Pittsburgh, coming to Mexico City. All of those dates and locations at JimFlorentine.com. And I'm on Amy Schumer's uh, new sketch show. It starts tonight, actually. The new season. Yeah, I'm in about four or five sketches over the course of the season. I did a Californication. I'm in that uh, season upcoming, too. I did an episode. Everybody's crazy about that girl, huh? Amy? She's great. Yeah. She's amazing. And Super she's funny. Popping, popping for it, too. And this thing that she's doing with the finger blasters is crazy. Yeah, I was there that day at a sketch. That's so funny. Yeah. Fez, I'm looking at the the, the Twitter. Uh -huh. It's turned on you, and there are more Christine <laughs> Christina fans out there than Fez fans on a Ron and Fez show. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Take her side. 
Take her on Chris Stanley's side. How did I get dragged into this? What the fuck? Did you defend me to her? Of course I did. What did you say? I said, hey, lady, you get the hell. You step off. You step off Ben Wiley's dick. That's what I said. That's good that you said that like that. I said, I can't believe I'm smoking a cigarette with you, talking this trash out here. That's good. I won't let Fez Watley fucking know. On the air. So now are you going to act different to her, Fez, now when oh, you see her in the hallway? I'm just done saying hi in the hallways. It's not worth it. <laughs> I'm going to say hi to everybody now. That's going to be my thing. We'll just I'm going to be outgoing guy, yeah. I didn't know we were supposed to say hi to each other in the hallways all the time. I guess we're not. Most people don't around here. And what's weird is with all the construction, the hallways are even more narrower. Yeah. And people are less saying hello. Everyone just kind of looks up or looks down to try to get past each other around here. It's very difficult to make a, make your ways around. That's true. That's true. All right, people are asking if you could do an abstinence show down at, for uh, Don Geronimo's new show. I forgot that you did that on the air that time. You oh, yeah. Drank, and, drank that. Yeah, absinthe with Don and Mike. That, that hit me quickly. That's some hardcore stuff. That's it. Manson drinks that stuff. Yeah, and it was all very involved in how they were mixing it with the sugar cube. Yeah, you got and, the sugar cube over the shots. Uh, and then ice is involved somehow. Ah, I just drink it straight. Because like re- it? it's not supposed to work right if you don't do it Yeah, the way they say. Like the sugar is supposed to set off the alcohol in some way. But isn't it like that old uh, grain alcohol? Remember we'd like go to oh, yeah. parties and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. People put that in the punch. I think it's just as strong as that. It tastes like super high proof Jägermeister. Last time I had yeah. any. It's got a real licorice well, taste to it. Is it not the kind that used to kill people, though, if they changed it? They, they've released, like, in America, they released, like, the thing that was in it was called Wormwood. It was, well, it was, that was the thing that if you drank enough of it, if you drank it for years, like, it became, like, a mess. Like, you just started tripping. But there's 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 brands out there that don't have it in there. That's not, like, the official old-school absinthe. Yeah, I couldn't do it unless I was doing it full boat. Yeah, that doesn't sound like absinthe that they're changing. They just fucking throw absinthe on, like, grain alcohol with Jägermeister flavoring. Well, it's not the only thing they changed. I had McDonald's breakfast sandwich the other day. Something's terrible changed there. They changed the um, the muffin. It's very soft now. It's not like a crispy muffin. Yeah, and I think it's like flatter. They probably took that um, yoga mat substance out that they, that was in Subway sandwiches because they came out like McDonald's was putting in their bread, too. What was that? I don't know. Some kind of weird... It's like a plastic. It's a, it's yeah. a plastic they put in it to uh, make the bread... Formed. Yeah, form of the bread. So I think McDonald's got caught with that in their bread, too. So Subway's taking it out, so maybe they changed it already. That's uh, why you're getting soggy muffins. All right, Fez. Craig in Duchess says, Fez, I'm done as a fan. You're killing me. Get over it. Just be funny or go away. So many years supporting you. I don't, I'm done. I don't have to go away because you just said you were, Craig. Well, here's the thing. I think people, it's very difficult when they see a guy fucking attacking a girl you know what i mean it's like it's basically like seeing a guy smacking a girl around in the street you gotta well, be careful I know all with the that women here want to be treated equal i've been i've been in oh, on those conversations what are, you, what are you talking about i don't even know this what what are you saying i've been in those conversations Why the where, conversations of you know let's get some equal opportunities for women here in management <laughs> what? what was this the 1970s <laughs> it was just last talk? week i what was is... talking to some of the girls upstairs Who? what what, what? what, what was this um 
Uh, what was that movie, Norma Ray? Just somebody <laughs> standing up front with a sign that says Union. Who's upstairs? Oh, just a couple. Why don't you I, tell us? I come on. I I'm dropping names. Joan and Kathy and I. Susanna. And you guys are all coming together to start a women management? Well, I just went and she was. I was getting offered candy by Joan, so I was getting some. Take an extra piece. Bring it fucking down here. I like that little, little something sweet after the show. And that was what the conversation was going on. Do you agree uh, with that? Well, I don't know. I just. I'm. You know what? You can put every girl's name up on a board. I'll throw a dart at it, and whoever I hit can replace Tim. That's the way I say it. I'll be just as happy. Because I believe in women's rights. Yes, me too. So I, I that's think why Michelle I had no problem going off on the girl who went off on me. That doesn't even make sense. Cause you that was like equal treatment. You did use the C word, too, though. Oh, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep that one you gotta way that back one, in the arsenal. Yeah. All right. I'll keep that one in the holster. Yeah. Until I really, really need it. By holster, did you mean vagina? <laughs> I don't have a vagina. Do you feel like, as a gay man, though, that you're part girl? No. Are you, like, no. half girl, half man? No, I don't feel that way at all. Maybe I'm a feminine, but I don't feel like a girl. Well, let me say this. You were not. You were fighting like a man, not like a girl, when you were mad at her. Yeah. You didn't have any feminine things at all. No, I feel like I don't, you know, understand women a lot of times. I have a mis misogynistic streak to me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a lot of times I just see a woman on the subway and I'm just, I feel I feel like I'm getting an attitude from her and I haven't even heard her say, open her mouth, and I just see an attitude there. You don't have to be gay to feel that. Okay. <laughs> you definitely don't. Jim's with I feel it, yeah, I feel it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like women. I like women, I think, more than I like men. Men are yap, yap, yap about this or that. I don't know. They're so unfuckable. That's the biggest problem with men. They get together and they're unfuckable. When women get together, it's like much more beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I'm in the comedy clubs all the time, so I see the worst of people with the you alcohol. See, yeah, you see the worst. So, I don't know. Drunk men and drunk women are obnoxious. Yeah, just, you know, a disaster. Because they're, they're finally out and the, the, the relationships, they're not happy in the relationships or the alcohol. Right. Makes it worse. The fighting, the yelling, the drunkenness, and just seeing the worst of them, absolutely. See, because I don't use anymore, if I get invited to a party, I make sure I'm not there at the beginning fun part of the party. I get there after people are obnoxious, and I'm like, oh, good, I'm glad I don't drink. But if I get there at fucking 7, 8 o'clock, I'm like, I fucking want to drink right now, too. Everybody looks like Miller time. Everybody looks great. They're loose. They're starting to dance. Two hours later, if you come in sober, they're just the worst people you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, I mean, I'll get to the point where someone will be like, dude, here, do a shot after the show, and I'll just make up something if I don't feel like drinking. I'll go, yeah. no, nah, I can't, man. And uh, Just do one. I go, look, I got three DWIs, and I go, if I get a fourth, I go to jail for ten years. The guy's like, you just can't do one? <laughs> yeah, and I go, sir, I just met you. Why would I risk? But it's me. Why would I risk going to jail for ten years? Oh, have you're a not going away for ten years. He's like, come on, you just can't do serious. You can't just do one. Or I'll tell him I'm sober. I go, yeah, no, I quit drinking. You come, just do one with me. Come on, man, just one beer. Have you ever got a DUI? No. I'm a pro. That's how I feel about it, too. Even though I don't drink at all anymore, I don't believe in DUIs. I think only if you crash, then they should throw the book at you. But if you make it home on your own, 
You fucking made it, dude. Way to go. Absolutely. Always take the highways. Don't take the, the roads with a bunch of lights on them. They got to yeah. be 35. Take the main drags. They never pull you over on, like, the turnpike, the parkway. Right. You know, the LIE, as long as you're just, you know, moving with the other cars. Don't be in the fast lane. Stay in the middle. Maybe the slow lane. Focus. Don't have drunk chicks in the back annoying the shit out of you. You know, they're right. drunk. They want to crank the radio. They're hanging all over you and stuff. You don't need any of that aggravation. Don't stop at a 7-Eleven or no. a convenience store on the way home. That's the worst thing because the cops are always there. Or a Dunkin' Donuts or something. Right. You're fucked. They just wait for these guys stumbling out of the car to go, I got to get some Gatorade. No, you don't, dude. <laughs> just fucking drink water when you get home, asshole. Just what a rookie it. move. Yeah. You got to make it. Just make it home. And the when you got hot chicks in the car, when they're yeah. coming home from a club, they always want to stop. They always get hungry because hot chicks don't eat during a day. They said they want to go in the Seven Eleven and cause a scene and eat yeah. eat shit because that you know they'll blame it on the alcohol. I used to never eat this. Yeah, and they'll eat the fucking hot dog that's laying there for like. A, <laughs> but then you got two cops in there and they're causing a scene and you had like five beers in you. I just tell them before I go. Look, we're getting snacks before we leave the fucking house tonight. What do you think you might need at two a.m. after you just had six fucking Long Island iced teas and three shots? Tell me what you might feel. So I'm going to get them. Oh, well, I don't know yet. I go. Well, I'll just buy everything and then we'll have them at home. Chris, you never got pulled over for DUI? I don't even have a license, but I, I've driven drunk before. You've though. actually taken it off your own thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I've driven mostly drunk, I think, when I was younger, like right from the get. Like we used to drive around part. But I will say this about the town I grew up with. They didn't do a lot of DUIs. They would fucking pull us over. We'd be teenagers. We'd have a case in the car, and they would ask us about dope. They'd go, you guys sure you don't have any dope? We said, swear to God, all we have is these beers. These That's, it. Right. That's it. And they were okay. <laughs> That's it. And they would go, all right, I'm going to fucking trust you, but if you if I find out you're lying to me, they were way more obsessed with marijuana than any amount of drinking. And then the, the mad mothers against drunk drivers started, and then it was across the country because yeah. everybody got obsessed with drinking. We got pulled over with a keg in the backseat. We were drinking from the keg, and the mm -hmm. cop's like, why? That, is that keg tapped? Like, yeah. He's like, why? What do you guys do? Don't you guys have anything else to do? It was like five in the afternoon on like a Saturday. I'm like, now we're just driving around, just looking at chicks and cranking me. It's like, just go go in the house and drink that. Right. Just go right home. Seriously, I don't want to see this car on the road. Like, okay, and that was it. That would be the end of it. Now you're done. You oh, are done over. no matter how low you blow, all that. It's like a 1.1. No, they just they, they throw the book at you for anything. But it used to be a little more like it was actually considered like if you couldn't drink and drive, there that was like calling you gay. You know what I mean? Like if someone could not drink and drive, you're basically calling them effeminate. And I remember my dad used to drink and drive with us, and we never had even the slightest concern. You know what I mean? We would not think. We'd crawl and we'd all fall asleep on the way home from my grandmother's and my uncle's because they're like, my dad's driving. He's good. No yep. one ever said, oh, I wonder if he could drive. That would be offensive to say such a thing. And you never got a scratch on the car. Nice. My dad would take us to Met Games, a kid, him and his, his buddy, our next-door neighbor. we, we got to get a 12-pack for the ride. They'd sit in the front with a 12-pack of Bud Cans, yeah. guzzle them. We're all in the back just hanging out. That no was problem. normal. 
I had my feet on the fucking cooler when sometimes when we're on a vacation. <laughs> the cooler would go in the back seat. You're sitting on the back seat with your little fucking legs up there, and you'd have to bust it open and grab some. And it was to me, it felt like it felt like, isn't this relaxing? We're on vacation. We got plenty of beer, plenty of soda. There's sandwiches in there. It was as good as where we got. You know, it was just fucking great to me. Now, forget drinking. They they take such a harsh turn on it. You well, know? You're done. Your insurance is done. Just you're think fucked, drinking and smoking are two, two things that they've turned on in this country. They want to stop selling tobacco on military bases, too, so that they can't smoke on a military base. They got fucking bullets on military bases. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's really crazy. You can't even smoke a, a fucking vaporized cigarettes. You can't hey, even smoke e-cigarettes. Speaking anymore. of the military, did you see that story of this guy out of Afghanistan? He's in Afghanistan. He's an English sniper. He kills six fucking terrorists with one bullet. It was a guy had a fucking bomb strapped on himself, a suicide bomber, and he hit that fucking thing from 900 yards. Wow. It blows up and takes six of them out. I thought they were all standing in a row. I mean, how else? Uh, how do you shoot wow. somebody from 900 yards to begin with? I mean, 100 yards is so far away. And then it's nine times, nine football fields. It was actually nine and a half, and he hit this fucking guy. And there's guy. fucking wind and shit. Like, it, it's, I don't even know how they, they figure it out. I don't know how they do it either. Those snipers are unbelievable. Yeah. And he hits the fucking trigger. <laughs> <laughs> and it blows up. He's twenty twenty year old kid who did this. They're not giving out his name. They should just send him home. I mean, after that shit, just fucking they gotta give him a fucking TV show. <laughs> I would watch it every week. He's just fucking shooting shit and blowing it up. I'm not even like uh, a guy who's into that, and I just find that the most amazing story I've ever heard in my life. Well, I love that fucking movie, that Tom Berenger movie, Sniper, with Billy Zane. Yeah. That was a pretty badass one from the nineties. I didn't see all of it yet. Don't tell me what happens. <laughs> oh, it's they got it on pause at home. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, yes. I got all these things to finish. Did you ever shoot a gun? Yeah, my grandfather tried to take me hunting when I was little. and Hunting for what? Uh, qu they would go quail hunting. That's a fucking tough thing for a kid to shoot. And, oh. <laughs> fucking quail. It's like shooting mosquitoes. Uh, my brother Corky accidentally shot a woman in the ass. With a pellet gun, and we ended up going home, and I was never allowed to go again. Why did he shoot her? He Why did he have a pellet gun? He was, he was young, too. I mean, at that, at that point, I hadn't been allowed to... I didn't go out there with a gun. I just went out there with them. What are you, bird-dogging? You're running out in front? <laughs> just trying to bring quail up? Just trying to arouse them about there. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe when you say you're shooting quail, I mean, you're only going to even do that with a shotgun, right? Right, yeah. And then also, um, my brother also shot my grandfather one time when they went out hunting. This is fucking guy, Billy the Kid. And I was told I was never going out there with those two. He winged them, just kind of went through the skin wound, flesh wound through right. the uh, sleeve. Spider says at 100 yards, you can hit a quarter. These snipers can hit a fucking quarter. That stuns me. I don't think I should shoot a fucking quarter from here to where Chris is standing. The only time I ever shot a gun was in Afghanistan. So I went over to perform for the troops. Yeah. We were in a Blackhawk, and they let us shoot the friggin' whatever that M16 or whatever that thing is. Yeah. You are just shooting out the window? Shooting out the window in the wow. middle of the desert. Wow. Yeah. First time I ever shot. It's amazing. You must have felt like a madman. It was, a, yeah, it was the greatest feeling. <laughs> what was it like being over there, though? Were you 
concerned the whole time? Yeah, or? we were in Kandahar, which is an hour from the Pakistani border. Yeah. And uh, after we did a comedy show, it was me, Artie Lang, David Tell, uh, and Nick DiPaolo went over. We uh, the, the base got bombed like 10 minutes after our show. So we had to go hide in a bunker for like an hour and a half at like, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning and just wait till everything cleared. Just siren stuff going off and all that stuff. Were well, you guys just looking at each other like... Mm. We're like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> kind of cool and awful. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I'm like, what are we doing? I'm like, what am I doing? I'm in Kandahar, an hour away from Pakistan, where basically, you know, they th that's where they thought Bin Laden was hanging, any hiding anyway. And um, no, it was great over there. But yeah, I mean, you, you have to fly at night because if you fly during it, it's, you have a less chance of getting shot down. So right. all the flights go at like two o'clock in the morning. So you're flying from Kabul to Kandahar. And then we did a bunch of shows during the day. We just land in the middle of a. Afghanistan, in the middle of a, um, in the desert somewhere with a little base with like 20 guys. They built a stage from the night before, like 10 in the morning. We do a comedy show, get back in a black hog, fly another hour, drop in another base. These guys are like, what are you guys doing here? There's 20 of us. They're like, oh, we just want to do small places. And, just, and they were so happy. Like, well, I can't believe you guys came here. Just seeing regular people must be great. Yeah. We're just, yeah. So it was awesome. What did, did they ask you to? Well, I guess they don't even need you to check back home anymore because people have laptops and shit, right? They've they've got to know everything that's going on, like our soldiers, right? Like they can even watch American TV shows now. Yeah, there. you can watch some stuff, but I guess they go on the internet. They get a couple yeah. hours a day. They're allowed. There's a bunch of computers, but yeah, I don't know. I, there wasn't a lot of communication over there. I think they only had a couple hours a day to go talk to family, do yeah. Facebook or whatever like that. But you know, they can't get they can't do FaceTime on their phones from yeah. over there. But just the fact that they're connected at all, you know, because like Vietnam, you weren't really connected, and in World War Two, you wouldn't even hear except for mail. Yeah, you know, and there was sure, no right? way for like the people at home to send you mail. It would how would they know where you're going to be? To the front. And now it's just like, uh, hey, honey, yeah, I'm over here. It's pretty fucking weird. You know, that's really got to be strange. It's cool that you guys did that, though. Yeah, I did a, I did a couple tours of Kuwait, too. It's a lot easier over there. They never get, yeah. get attacked there. It's not enough to worry there. Yeah. It's a little safer. They got an Applebee's in downtown Kuwait when you land. Is that right? Yeah, when I decided, this was like 10 years ago. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Why is there an Applebee's in Kuwait? Right, Can we give him a better restaurant? Someone wrote in, didn't um, Dice have a fight with Bonnie McFarlane at your place? Did that ever happen? Yeah. Because we were taking pictures. He wanted, Dice wanted a picture with all the guy comics that were there. Uh -huh. So uh, And then all of a sudden, Bonnie walked in. She didn't hear him. Right. And he goes, no, no, just the guys. Just the guys. <laughs> Next picture. So she walked out, and it was a whole thing, and she got offended by it. She wrote something on Twitter about it, and Dice found out. And Dice went on O&A and trashed her for like an hour. <laughs> and then she realized, she like, oh, I, you know, it was, it was fine after that. But Aren't comics so sensitive, though? Isn't it the funniest thing about comedians? They totally are. Every I don't get involved one in that shit. Yeah. I don't, like, whatever. You don't like my act? No big deal. <laughs> I'll find somebody that does. I don't give a shit. Right. Just find a nice 20, 30% of your crowd. <laughs> Work with that. They like that shit. Who cares about the rest? Yeah. Um, Fez, you're not sensitive, though, are you? No, I, uh, things just roll off my back. Yeah, and under your balls. Fez, you're on a big show. People are going to be jealous. They're going to take shots at you. That's what it is, in a nutshell. They want to be where you're sitting. They want to have the career you have. 
They don't have it, so they're going to take shots at you. I'm funny than him. Why is he? he doesn't even say any whatever they're saying. Who cares? So they come up with lurker and everything. Yeah, lurker. You live here. Know, they call you weirdo. That is, a little, <laughs> that is a little weird that you go back to your job on your day off and hang out. That's I mean, most, most people most people don't do that. I was having computer issues. <laughs> but from weeks But even so, I mean, people at home that have computer issues don't go, I'm going to go in my office. There's three different Smart shifts phones. of people that say they see you in that office. Overnight people, <laughs> midday people, morning people, and they start to talk. Yeah. Sometimes I get antsy and I don't like to go home. Why not? Because I'm there by myself and there's at least people wandering around here. Yeah, talking about yeah, there's you. people I don't like you. See, that's the opposite. Like, if you had a wife and kids at home that you couldn't yeah. stand, that's when you go, but I gotta go to the office on Saturday because my computer's acting up. But when you're, you got, you're home by yourself, so. I know, someone I can't stand, so I gotta get out of there. <laughs> so you gotta get out of there. <laughs> you know, it's funny right. you say that, cause I got a coffee shop near where I live, and there's some people that use that place like a fucking living room. Like, on the, anytime I ever go in there, they're like, hey. You never leave? Yeah, wanna play chess? What are you doing today? How's everything going on? I'm like, oh, you lonely motherfuckers, <laughs> you know? I go, you gotta understand something. I'm just getting a coffee for myself. I have a life. I just want a beverage. Stay I'm a while. not down here fucking begging. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I'm talking to people of all different ages. That's weird. Oh, it's fucking New York. Yeah. You, and you see, like, young people on, like, a Saturday night yeah. in there with their laptops that are just there with books yeah. or something like that. I'm like, I never did that when I was no. 22. You wanted to get out. Party. Yeah, you wanted to get out, move yeah. around. They're like, I'm talking to all my friends right now. No, you're not. You're fucking <laughs> typing. How's that fun, typing to your friends? Jim Florentine is with us. That metal show airs Saturdays at 11 p.m. Eastern on VH1 Classic. And that metal show tour is happening Friday, April 4th in Seattle at Studio 7 with Don Jameson and Eddie Trunk. Then you can see the boys Saturday, April 5th in Portland, April 16th in Buffalo, April 19th in Pittsburgh. And you've got uh, Jim's podcast, Comedy Metal Midgets, on riotcast.com. And Boneyard. Here on Sirius XM, Metal Midgets, Channel 38 on Thursdays. Beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. That's the full thing. That's professionalism. I know. He's good. Uh, that's that's a lot. So yeah. You didn't sound like a weirdo at all. No, that. you sounded really fucking great doing it. That riot cast is really popping now. Oh, it's huh? great, man. Yeah. It's a great network. I uh, When I, I went and did Voss and uh, Bonnie's podcast down in the, in the village, riot cast was set up like, like it was a real deal. Man, they had signage everywhere. I think that might be the future. Yeah, they're good. You know, they're all, they're the only East Coast network. There's a bunch out West Coast. Uh -huh. Joe Rogan's got his own thing going. Bill Burr's got his thing. So, but as far as East Coast, it's Riotcast. They're great. And, you know, it's all me, Bobby Kelly, Rich Foss. You know, These are great of, shows. Yeah. yeah. So it's great. And, you know, they go out and get advertisers for us. We don't have to worry about that. They just say, hey, do this for the next four weeks. Okay, no problem. You want to do this for this amount of money? For mm. thirty? Absolutely. You know, because you start out just doing it for free, but it's it, you, it's huge in, you know, the comedy draw on the road. Yeah. People come to see the podcast. You hear your podcast, listen to it for free every week. They'll come out and support it. A comedy that's great. Show. That's what that's what it's about. You know, because there's no morning radio anymore. You used to go in town. You used to do right. five, six shows. You're lucky if you do one. And even then, you got to do it in between songs now, right? Oh, yeah. Like very few guys just sit around and talk on the radio. The people meter thing yeah. is this new thing where, yeah. They, you know, people will turn it off if they hear a comedian on at 7.30 in the morning. Instead, they want to hear Doors Light My Fire. I don't think so. <laughs> Nobody fucking wants to hear that song anymore. I Nobody wants to hear Bad to the Bone. I swear to God, it's so fucking true. I was just out. It was raining the other day. 
listening to New York radio, and this one's for everybody at the Radisson Stomp. Like, this was happening when I was a little kid, when it was raining. I was like, oh, is this weird? It's storming. This is, they're still playing Riders on the Storm every fucking time it rains. It makes sense. I mean, it's raining. There's a, not a, a new song to be played in the New York market. Nothing. There's no way for a band to be heard in New York City if you're a new rock band. Now there's like a lot of like tiny internet stations popping up by neighborhood, like the Bush Bushwick Independent Radio, like go to whatever the website. How is. How can they person. do that? They're, they're just, fucking pirates. They're just they're interneting it up. Some are pirating and some are just going straight internet. Feeds. Well, what are you gonna do if you're in the fucking car? You can't be listening to Bushwick Radio. <laughs> you had a fucking cord just tied to your car, driving down the road. Wi-Fi. And that's why Trunks, you know, Trunks still on Q104. Yeah. Friday night, eleven to two a.m. He could play whatever he wants. At that time, they don't care. So he just brings his own stuff and plays hard rock and metal. See, this is my favorite thing about Eddie Trunk. He will do the show he wants to do, and that's it. That used to be working in radio. If someone said to you, no, you have to do this, you would say, fuck you. That's, this is the wrong music. At one time, everybody used to bring their own shit in went on FM radio and play it. And then as soon as... The, but you can really go back and blame... The listeners as well, because like you said, you really need to hear Bad to the Bone again. You've heard it. You know that fucking song. But if you happen to fit in that one little thing, you've got a career for the rest of your life. George Thurgood, he's got like, what, three, four songs that get played, and he tours constantly. Skinner, same thing. Skinner will never be out of style in this. I go see him every year. They yeah. still sell 15,000 tickets. They play every summer, outdoor venue. Everybody knows every song. That's how America yeah. is. They don't want to hear. I saw last night Sabbath did three new songs off their latest CD. I, that's when people dro drove to the bathroom. Isn't that amazing? It's sad. Over in Europe, they they, they only want to hear the new stuff. They, they'll they throw, okay, right, throw some oldies in, but I want to hear new stuff. It's like with comedy. Could you imagine going out and hearing the same jokes over and over? But people want to hear it with the songs because they don't like music. They liked high school. And they want to go back and think about their old girlfriends and their old buddies and sit there at 45 and throw their fucking fist in the... You're crazy to be that, like that. You're insane in this country. It is. I mean, just that Black Sabbath has to play Iron Man every night. It's like, come on, that song's... <laughs> We could do without Iron Man. Right. We could do without Paranoid, but they have to play it. People go crazy. When uh, Springsteen was up, uh, the show that we put on here, we were up uh, up in Harlem at the Apollo. Everybody was high-fiving because he didn't do Born to Run. And they were like, oh, I'm only a, this is the first song since 1976 that he didn't do Born to Run. And people were like, this is historic night. We've done it. There's no Born to Run. <laughs> we were there. Yeah. And that's how weird, that's how much he's forced to do his first big radio hit. He does it. It's not up to him. He must do it or they would riot. It was like, okay, this is a big free radio show. I cannot do it one night. And then I kept yelling out, Born to Run! Come on! <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> Trying to ruin the perfect game. Yeah. Uh, here's Philip. Philip, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, the, one of the longest recorded sniper shots has been just under a mile and a half, and it was done with the uh, Barrett 50 cal. 
I can't, I don't understand how that could be. How could someone, something shoot a mile and a half? The, the, the stuff that they have now, whenever they actually zero in on their targets, it's not just the sniper itself. It's, it's also his, his spotter that he has with him that does all the calculations for right. the wind, trajectory, all of it. Man, there was a uh, Vice show this weekend on fucking drones. I saw oh, that. Yeah. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Nuts. It's real crazy. Vice is the best news fucking show that we have. It's the only show that leaves the country. The only time that anyone in news will leave the country. Their bread and butter is the Middle East. They love going there. And they love just fucking looking into shit. It's every week. And you and also get to hear people in other countries talking about us and yeah. what they think of us. And when those Pakistanis were going, look, we will never stop fighting because what you're doing with the drones. Sooner or later, we will get to you. I'm like, it's true. They're saying, you know, like some kid, some kid's father gets wiped out from a drone. He's growing up being a terrorist, going after America. Yeah, he's going to do it for in his father's honor. He's going to do that. There's no reason to be dropping drones over there. And they're we, not. It's 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 ridiculous that that's still going on. Do you remember in Godfather Two when after they killed the guy, they went looking for the little kid to kill him? Yeah. You know, they were going like, "Oh, I'm going to shoot this little boy." And you're like, oh, it's terrible, but that little boy did fucking grow up yeah. to kill that guy. He was fucking 100% yes. right. He was 100% right. It's the right move. You kill an Italian, you got to kill everyone in his family. Just get them all. It was like fucking cockroaches with them. Uh, Jim, you we, saw that guy, that, the American guy that was uh, manning the drones, how he said yeah. he, that he saw that kid outside the house. And they definitely killed the kid. It happens all the time. It's just a bunch of you know people eating in a house. They blow it up, and they realize there was, there was nine kids at the table having a dinner, and it just gets blown up. Oh, sorry, we thought there was a terrorist in there. Move on. Sorry, I'm in Vegas fucking running this video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm hungover from hanging in the strip club <laughs> till 6 in the morning. Sorry, I made a mistake. Hit the wrong button. And that's kind of like thrown off because there's not going to be fighter pilots anymore because they used to be considered like knights. They were so brave to be out there flying around in this thing. And now it'll just be two guys sitting on the other side of the world. Like a robot army. That's yeah, playing fucking some video game like the kids are already doing online. That's crazy that shit. That bomb is a, a million dollars to drop those bombs from that drone. Each bomb they drop. Every it's bomb a is a million bucks. bucks. Yeah, they, they gave us a tour of them when we were over Afghanistan. I was taking pictures of the drones and they freaked. <laughs> that I was going to send it to, you know, I was a spy or something like that. They're like, take that all you got to do, race that right now. I'm like, I was just taking it to, you know, just, I was a tourist. Dude, you don't even steal material. They don't have to fucking worry about you. You're not going to fucking yeah. rip off any of those shit. Yeah, I was just throwing it to prove that I was there. Stand by for more of the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy. It's Channel 99. You're listening to the I'm going to tell you a Fez story now. Okay. I'm going to out this motherfucker in a way that is going to disturb you and haunt you. I can't wait. So over the weekend, I have to call Fez. And I'm talking to him on the phone. And we're actually making, you know, we're talking about things that we need to do for work people that are booked on the show. We're going to be announcing another Unmasked after this one. I mean, th since we've come over here to Raw Dog, we're just at a blind pitch. 
we did not expect so many comedians would want to do the show. I want to do it right away. And we cannot keep up with it. And Jeffrey Gurian is rushing in with people. People are going fast. People are going Chris. People are being booked. And we don't even know if there's too many at the same time. It's become a madhouse, but in a in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, these are the kind of problems that you're happy to have. It's like having a bakery and the line is out, you know, and down the street. And then you think, oh, shit, how are we going to feed all those people? But it's still great to have a line. We're selling cronuts here. Um, so Fez and I are trying to go over that. And Fez is not, you know, he's, he's not what you would call an attentive person as it is. So I'm trying to walk through this with him. And every once in a while I hear, Eek! And I would keep talking to him, blah, blah, blah. Eek! Four or five times. And I'm just talking, Fez, here's what I need for us all to do. Make sure you, ch you know, if you book someone, let Laura know. And she lets Chris know. Let Chris and let, Eek! Eek! Finally, I can't take it. I go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and he goes, what? And I go, I'm hearing like a click or a chirp, like did fucking insane. And he goes, in the phone, I go, no, in your apartment. And he says to me, oh, that's my smoke detector. The batteries have run low and I can't reach it. What? And it makes this chirping noise about every 40, 50 seconds. And I go, Fez... How long has this been going on? And he says, since I got back from Christmas vacation. He lives with a chirping noise that's so incredibly loud that fills his apartment. It is a high-pitched chirp. Well, I think anyone knows what it sounds like when a smoke detector needs a new battery. I went to the super, got no response. And I have very high ceilings. How I don't high? Well, I have like a stepladder, and that's not high enough to reach. How high is what I asked you? I would say they're probably 12-foot high ceilings. How You can't have 12-foot high ceilings. It's a very, I know I can't reach it on my stepladder. You realize that you can go to CVS and get other stepladders? Call a handyman. Yeah, but I didn't want to go out and buy a tall ladder you that can, I have no room for. It's New York City. You can rent one. You've got to stop the chirping in your fucking apartment. I have a ladder. You could say to your super, if I don't get this fixed, I'm going to burn this apartment down while you fucking sleep in it. Fix it. You can take your shoe off and throw it at it and break it. You can take a fucking gun and shoot it. You can't live with a chirping noise in your apartment that has gone on for four weeks. This is like, like a homeless guy would let this go by. You know, This, this is the defining thing of your life, as that a problem has to be solved. It cannot be ignored. This is something man understands. That you say to yourself, I'm not going to... How do you fucking sleep, Buzz? I, don't, I guess at this point, I just tune it out. Oh, my you God. You cannot tune it out. I heard it over the phone. It's an incredibly loud chirp. It's insanity. It's insanity. 
You're hearing that while you sleep. That's probably why you come in here nuts. Yeah, you're not getting REM sleep. You're, no. You're just getting chirp sleep, you're which isn't sleep. You're living like a worm as a fucking eagle comes soaring <laughs> in to fucking take its life. That's what you feel all night when you're sleeping. This is like torture. They'll, they'll blast music. At There's no way you have 12 foot fucking ceilings. All I know is uh, I have a step ladder that has two steps on it, and I still can't reach it. Well, you couldn't be able to reach this on two fucking ladders, and we got what? An eight foot ceiling here? Why do you only have? Why do you have a small step ladder like that? Why won't the fucking super listen to you? I have. You don't no, have they don't answer their door. You don't have camp. Who do you pay the rent? <laughs> Stop paying your fucking rent. That goes to a landlord. Yes, you call the landlord and say, "I'm fucking suing you. I don't have TV. I don't have heat, and there's chirping going on. I'm gonna find out where you are and fucking gut you. It's you really barely up in that apartment." You can't live like this. But more importantly, Fez, there cannot be a problem that you refuse to fix. That's not how life works. Oh, my God. You can't live with a chirp like that. In the cold. <laughs> I hung up the phone. Well, as he tells me this, I'm about to go into the same rant, and I'll go, no, I'll save it for the air. And just let it stew in me. It was driving me crazy. Until I'm tossing and turning in my bed, <laughs> fucking at night, thinking about punching Fez's fucking super in the fucking head. <laughs> it's insane. You know, it's like, it's gonna damage your mind having this thing go on all. His mind's damaged. <laughs> Can I get a what what? What what? That's nice. <laughs> delayed what what but are you doing Veet's job in there sure hey, don't get off your ass don't let that fucking kid handle you stuff you're already shat all over the goddamn audience today head fez nuts and it's every every minute once a minute or twice a minute or whatever it's i heard it every 40 fucking seconds holy dude. shit a loud crazy so much that during a five minute phone conversation i started yelling what is that like i couldn't stand it and he actually says to me, what, is my phone making a noise? No. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Oh, my God. That's how much I've gotten used to it and tuned it out. Yes, but you wonder why you can't concentrate. You just said a war with technology. You're at its mercy. No, just the one building. You're... Your life is just unmanageable. I know that if you would let Polo move in with you, you would have these things fixed. At least you'd have You would silence. have had a man to say, I'm getting this fixed. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. I, like like a half hour into being home, you should just fuck like from from vacation. I mean, when this thing's going off constantly, didn't you just go fucking nuts? Oh freak yeah, out? it was crazy sounding. That's why I went the next day. Well, that was New Year's Day. Um, to Fuck the, that same day to the super. I waited. I went down there New Year's Day. Didn't get an answer. Didn't uh, get anyone to answer their door on the day after either. You called the landlord? No, I didn't. You know. You know that that 
All you got to do is stop the rent and everybody's fucking ready to hear about it. Uh, but you fucking, whatever it takes, I would break that thing before. I would fucking destroy it. Um, we got a break here. But I will say this. Fez, um, wonders why he can't concentrate. Look what's in his brain. Do you hear it when you're not there? Because it has to be just implanted in your brain now. If you've been hearing the same sound, like when you're at home, when you're sleeping all the time. No, I don't hear a chirp outside of the apartment. How would you know? <laughs> How would you know? I can't imagine hearing that awful sound. And not thinking, I've got to stop that sound. Not that I'm at its mercy. This is... You can't... You, you gotta do the, do the something today. Just go to Home Depot. Go to fucking Home Depot and get a fucking pole and just smash it. And the fact that you don't know what 12 foot is, is shocking to me. Because there's no way this is a 12 foot fucking thing. Let's be you. That's like you. That's a like loft. It would be, uh, um, but you know, it's also there as part of your rent, they're supposed to keep a fucking working smoke detector going. You could be threatening your fucking landlord instead of just, oh, uh, I don't have any heat, TV, oh or, and it chirps. Oh, let me sign this fucking check and send it out to him because the last thing I want is trouble. I'll be waiting for that fucker. It's the best of Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Serious XM. Comedy.